welcome to Injected Podcast, where we are injecting positive vibes into all of our lives. Ooh. Hi, I am Alexandra. Hi, I'm Diana. Welcome. Yeah. How's everyone doing today? I'm actually really good. I'm in a really good mood. Are um, you? Yeah, yeah. Well, Aww, I did, um, off the back of last week's episode, I did an STI test and <laughs> I'm all negative. <laughs> so I, I'm just, <laughs> I, I, I get scared about my health and I scare myself into thinking that uh. there's something wrong with me. Like, for instance, my glands have been up and I've been thinking, why are my glands up? What have I got wrong with me? I Google searched what it could be and you know it came up with all of the things cancer HIV um, <laughs> leukemia especially or and, the common colds yeah yeah so I, I was just terrified but um, when my that results so came back funny. negative I was thanking God that's hilarious <laughs> and that's so funny about like off the back of last week's episode yeah <laughs> all about the STI I know I know oh that's so funny but um yeah mine were negative too but I got mine a couple of weeks ago um mm. yeah but I, and I wasn't really worried yeah <laughs> that's but good I don't, I don't really get worried about things like that I'm, I'm just like once I've done it once then it's mm. like okay whatever and it's like well I've had something before and yeah treatable and even after last week's episode it's like well everything is treatable isn't it yeah it is <laughs> you know so but don't be reckless yeah obviously <laughs> you know use protection guys you know and also protection, best friend I've been watching um, Squid Game now oh have you <laughs> what the like- fuck it's just <laughs> mad it's crazy it is mad and it like really it's it's crazy it really captivates you yeah it and does it's like the writing is actually really good and mm. just like even the idea of it is very simple it is but yeah. barbaric yeah yeah and I, yeah. I love how easy it is to follow like there's not yeah. too many twists and turns it's just the right amount that keeps me engaged and mm-hmm. um like so I actually understand what's going on because sometimes there's a random character that like I miss out what what their involvement is I'm like hang on like how does this person know this person but it's very easy to follow like well I've been finding you know when the random characters come in or when they've when random characters start talking I'm just kind of like okay so they're gonna die next like that's that's the only reason (laughs) and as well it's kind of like um you know like how you know, like when when you watch stuff and all the main characters, when all the main characters are together, you know, it's like kind of like, okay, well, they'll all the main characters are there. Nothing's yeah. going to happen to them, so they'll be fine. And, you know, and we're following this guy all the way through, so I'm guessing he'll be okay mm-hmm. kind of thing. And, and it, it is, it is exactly. that, like, oh, yeah. well. Because sometimes you know. characters, like... They just they just come from nowhere and they start screaming about something, crying, yeah. praying, and then you're like, mm, I'm sorry, but it is your time. Like you're oh, next. That guy who prays, <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh, he's so annoying. You know who's actually annoying but very funny? That um, woman who's like, I don't know what's wrong yes. with her, but you yeah, know the she one. Is, yeah. <laughs> She's reckless. The old, the old woman. Yeah. But she's not even that old. She's not old. But um, nah, like, yeah, I like her. I like her character. I think she's, I think she's like just really good for the show. But she's also very irritating. But it's kind of like, 
you know like because you kind of know that she's an actress because from the first episode <laughs> sorry guys we're just talking about squid game now <laughs> guys watch it but anyway from this is the first episode i'm going to do a small spoiler but from the first episode when she starts begging to go yeah, home and yeah. she's like i have a child that i haven't named blah 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 and then now you look at her and you're thinking did she really have a child yeah. <laughs> I, I don't believe her i don't believe her i don't think she did like she no, just was like no let me have my life <laughs> yeah but then she was back in it like she she didn't she, she yeah but that's what I mean that's why I think she didn't really have a child and yeah. that's why I, I feel like with a lot of them they came out of so sorry spoiler guys like I think a lot of them with them deciding to come out of the game they were like okay nah like let me just live my life and have mm. my struggle there at least i can be alive mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. then then it got to the point they went when they, as soon as they came out and it was just like is it worth it like is this yeah. life worth it like i've i'm in all this debt i don't have money i'm scrounging people are after my life anyway and i'm running away like for my life anyway on the outside it's like what's the difference because i feel like Mm. I, I think I can understand that mentality like what's the difference I might as well just be in there and yeah. like meet my fate or be out yeah. here and suffer like a worse kind of suffering but I always but, think like if there is a tiny like glimmer of hope on the outside then why the fuck would you go back in like I'm so when you know that one person has to win there's like 400 of you like yeah. what what there's not many chances that you're going to get to the final there's see this is the thing because I'm for me I'm just kind of like I'll just be in there for the bounce I'll be like look I look this is the same thing which what I think about like zombie apocalypse all of that Mm. like look I am going to die and look God will take me (laughs) and that's it because I'm sorry why am I putting in all this effort to be doing up fight 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 for me, for my, when my chances of survival is very slim, it's just like, oh, fine. It's like this is this yeah. is obviously my time. That's I'm it. the same. I would have just ran on the first first game. I would have ran. I would have sprinted. And if they shoot me, they shoot me. Like I'd rather yeah. die straight away than than continue to play the game. Literally, <laughs> just like and the games are just so barbaric. And it's like, yeah, they are. Am I like? And as well, the thing is, is like, okay, am I that desperate to kind of come out of here with? a fuckload of money am I that desperate to do that like no. I just the thing is is that I just don't think I would be I'll just kind of be like forget it yeah <laughs> like, I'm, like, I'm not gonna win this money I'm gonna win this money and then what I would have seen all of this trauma mm. all of these people die in front of me and I have to live with myself after I win all, all this money yeah and and then it would just get to like the point like yeah I, I just <laughs> feel like I might as well just be dead mm. either way like if I come out I'm broke I'm in debt and people are trying to kill me yeah if I stay in here people are trying to kill me but <laughs> at least I'm getting food do you know what I mean it's like yeah. I might as well just like I might as well just die here like I'm not that desperate to be getting out with the money because then what yeah yeah you know? it's it's a lot I don't think I don't think many of us would like yeah. get through the first few days in there. Um, I feel like I relate to one of the characters, but I don't know if you've been introduced to them yet, so I'm not going to say. I'm anything almost at more. the end. I've I'm got one more episode. Oh what? Um, oh, one more episode. Yeah, yeah. So you've you've seen the part with the marbles? Yeah. 
Okay, so I feel like I relate to... Sorry, guys. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Um, we're full-on spoiling Squid Game. Like, everyone's been watching it for a long time, though, now. Yeah. Anyway, it's been number one in the UK for the past two to three weeks, Mad. literally. Um, now, so I... So, you know the girl who teamed up with the other girl yeah 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 i feel like i relate to her because she was just like well i've got nothing to live for anyway outside so i don't really care (laughs) why do you relate to her because i feel like i would i feel like i would do the same i would be like okay you you've got something you're fighting for yeah you've got a reason you need to be out of here like Mm. i'm just by myself doing fuck all what am i gonna do with all that money (laughs) nothing so like you know what you go and go and take your money and go go to your brother kind of thing you know what i mean mm. so yeah, like yeah i get that yeah I, find, I feel like i would be that would be more my mentality instead of kind of like putting in all this effort <laughs> yeah i just i i really am enjoying the script as well the way that they're so rude to each other and their insults yeah. are like old man old man that just makes me scream because like, how is old man an insult but they, they take it so offensively yeah. they're like, i'm not old <laughs> I love like it. If, if someone was calling you an old woman, it's true. But like, I when wouldn't, I wouldn't old, scream about like, it. Sorry, what? <laughs> what do you mean, old woman? <laughs> what are it's you talking hilarious. about? But no, <laughs> it's just very different, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's funny. No, I used to actually. <laughs> there's a joke in my family that I said to my auntie. <laughs> Because my my auntie my auntie just did something and I, and I didn't like it. And I was like, auntie, uh, I won't say her name. I was just like, auntie old woman. And I just called her an old woman. <laughs> oh, did she like it? <laughs> that, was how, that was my insult to her. I was, probably, I was probably like two years old or something. Oh my God. Yeah, I think like, yeah, she probably, because this auntie, she's she's a bit of a violent auntie. Yeah, she probably, she probably went to fake kick me. <laughs> push me over or something <laughs> it's funny I think that's that's the type of vibes I'm I'm trying to bring as an auntie like yeah mm-hmm. I've been pushing over my my <laughs> my young cousins I've been pushing them over <laughs> that's me. yeah but they like it do they? <laughs> yeah wow yeah they do yeah they love it they like it <laughs> yeah anyway guys should we get into the episode? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just looking at a topic and I'm like, wow. I know. Like, we, we started on a nice note to go into this bullshit. I know. Well, I guess it's good news though. Um, so yeah, R. Kelly yeah. has been convicted. Mm-hmm. And he is going to be in jail for the rest of his life. It's crazy. Yeah, um, it is yeah. good. Did you watch the documentary that uh, I did. that was on Netflix? Gosh, I did. It's I, well, awful. I watched it before it was on Netflix. Okay, so I watched it when the documentary came out and when people were watching it on um, Mr. World Premiere or whatever. Mm. So I watched it on there. Yeah, because it only came out on Netflix like last year or something. Yeah, I only watched it, was, it last year. Yeah, yeah. it's quite recent. It came on Netflix. So um, we're talking about the documentary Surviving R. Kelly, but it's like. I watched that documentary and I feel like the documentary was needed because mm-hmm. without that documentary, this, this conviction wouldn't have happened. So and true. It's just the fact that, like, in my opinion, I actually feel let down by, like, the older generation. I feel let down by, mm-hmm. like, my mother and whatever for... 
because there was a time when my I didn't know anything about any of these. Mm-hmm. I didn't know about any of the old. So we're talking about the first court cases, mm. court cases when we were young. So we were babies, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like I didn't know anything about these court cases, of course, because I was a child. Yeah, and I just think it's. I feel like the um, like our parents' generation have let us down in the fact of these court cases were going ahead but they still banged R. Kelly's music they were still like you know he released Ignition while he was doing this court case yeah yeah like and that is just mad and Ignition was my favourite song when I was Mm. like eight years old that was my favourite song I used to be running my my hand from my throat all the time like literally (laughs) it was legit one of my favourite it was my favourite song when Mm. I was young and it makes me sick that this guy was on trial for peeing on a 13 year old and these lot were shouting oh no we can't believe that we can't believe everything that we hear and um and that's what it always was like you like because basically one time as well when i was in secondary school Mm -hmm. my friend had said to me she goes oh r kelly's a pedophile and I, and I was like, what? What are you talking about? And she's like, yeah, he's a paedophile, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, is he? Like, no, mm. blah, blah, blah. And I went to my mom and I asked her and I said, oh, this person said that R. Kelly's a paedophile. And my mom was like, don't say that. Don't say that. Like, literally, <gasps> oh my, my mom God. was like, don't say that. Because if we start saying that, then everyone's going to say that and everyone's going to believe that. And, and it's now? like, but then, I'm sorry, some things like we're meant to believe I'm sorry you guys heard in real time that R. Kelly went and got married to Aaliyah when she was 15 years old and you guys are and then like how many years later you're still shouting don't say that he's a paedophile yeah, when he went and yeah. married a 15 year old girl and forged it, her age it's true and the thing is my parents knew that and I knew that growing up because we used to listen to Aaliyah when I was a child mm-hmm. and um I always knew that R. Kelly and Aaliyah were married and I always knew she was See, a child. I, and my parents told that. me this. And we continued, like... We, my I, family didn't listen to him like that, but yeah. they didn't they didn't condemn his actions. They didn't really condemn it. It was just like, yeah, we know, like, he yeah, married a child. I, I didn't know. I didn't know that at all until I watched that documentary. Mm. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know that they were in a relationship or any of that. Because And it's very much like, you know when um, your parents hide things from you? Well, it's more like my yeah. mum. And yeah. my mum's very much like, okay, we need to support black people no matter what kind mm. of thing. And it was this thing of like, like yeah I didn't know that at all like we used to listen to Aaliyah listen listen to R. Kelly all the time yeah and um like literally like this guy seriously like like R. Kelly was like bangs bangs at (laughs) he gets banged at weddings banged at birthday he had every single every single song you know Step in the Name of Love you know Chocolate Factory was like we used to listen to that album like on Sundays stuff like that like literally like we proper yeah we proper banged R. Kelly and like literally and like literally when Bump and Grind used to come on at the end of oh the at the end of the club night oh my gosh I used to love it like <laughs> <laughs> like even that was one of my favourite songs and it's like I'm sorry my, our parents generation like they let us down because even yeah. like even with you saying that like, you knew about it but then it was mm. just like okay yeah we know but, yeah. but I guess in some sense it's kind of like well you know that show business kind of thing like you yeah, know with, exactly you know with like hollywood and they're all they're all getting with 
girls how exactly. many, how many years younger anyway and but the thing is like he couldn't wait until she was no like older. a little bit older and i think the way that i saw it when i was younger was that elia must have been promiscuous rather mm. than R. Kelly is a paedophile, which yes. is crazy. And I think it's good that our generation are aware of these things because mm. my children will know now. Yeah. Like, my children will know that that's paedophilia. I think yeah. my parents' generation, they just, they know they know that it's wrong, but I don't think they understand the gravity of how awful and atrocious it is yeah. and how, like, women were seen more as, well, girls. Like, yeah. I think back then people looked at things differently so girls who were young and they liked older men were seen as promiscuous and essentially gold diggers and trying to get somewhere but our generation don't really see it like that we see it as they've been groomed and they've they're involved they've been exploited and in that documentary it just says it all because you see so many girls who have been exploited by R. Kelly and the people around him the thing is is that what is disgusting about that documentary is that Mm. the amount of time like so they literally go and I feel like everything in that documentary is needed. Like, it's six episodes. It is a bit much, but I feel like it was all needed yeah, to actually, yeah. like, Paint drive the to home the gravity mm. of the situation because it's gone from R. Kelly at the begin at Aaliyah days mm-hmm. to him kind of, like, going through trial, getting off trial, then years later, still mm-hmm. grooming girls. And then... It's come to kidnap, mm-hmm. <laughs> basically. He's and the thing is, is that what is just so upsetting about this is that the world didn't care because the girls he's abusing are black, the mm-hmm. women he's abusing are black, and it's like and and also there were also boys as well, there were underage boys as well, so and sad. like and because they're black, they're nothing's happening, no one's mm. listening, no one's trying to help them, and it's just like and he's getting away with doing this to other black people like and and if and the thing is if r kelly wasn't doing it to black people he would have been in jail a long time ago yeah and and yeah. that's it and that's it because he would be a black man a black man who's a predator who's pred- um who's a predator like towards you know white young women. white girls you know and that's what everyone wants to protect but because his targets were and his victims were were black girls and black boys oh who cares yeah like there's even examples um where serial killers have targeted black women and girls specifically Mm -hmm. because they know that the police aren't gonna bother investigating as intensely as what they will if a group of white women in a certain area were murdered Mm -hmm. and that's just wild as well because it just shows you that Mm -hmm. again we're not even seen as women. Like yeah. we're, we're not seen as um, the default to what a woman mm-hmm. or a girl looks like. And, and our lives aren't deemed important enough Yeah, to investigate. Just, and this has only all happened and he's facing these charges because people are holding him to account online. Like I feel like yeah. social media and just general media have mm-hmm. persisted and persisted and finally he's in prison yeah but definitely. we also need to think about the people around him so yeah one person has been charged but like who were all of the enablers who were inviting these girls calling these girls booking the hotels yeah. booking the cabs like mm-hmm. there are so, so many, many people involved it's not so just many R. Kelly. Involved. yeah exactly like this was a really big process it was mm. a really big what do you call it Th- that well, i forgot the word <laughs> Um, like 
Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> it's just it's just awful to think yeah. that because the the victims were black that it's had to take up until now. Like I'm sorry, like this is like this is something that's been going on for my whole lifetime. Yeah. You know, this is like something that's been going on 20 to 30 years probably mm-hmm. probably more could even more yeah and his victims so many victims so mm-hmm. many so many people and like and it's just crazy and it's crazy how as black people even now and even like when it was coming up to the trial and stuff it was always this whole thing where you know i think even taraji p henson she said something about how like um, just in regards to oh when it's black people on trial they go to jail straight away but when it's people like Harvey Weinstein blah 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 and it's just like why do we have to can we not be comparing the two I'm Pedophiles, sorry both, yeah. both of them are monsters both yeah. of them and I'm sorry R. Kelly like let's actually put to R. Kelly like the what he deserves because he has been he has been violent towards towards his own people as in black people you know mm. and this is always kind of the thing it's always like this this mention of white versus black but it's like hold on but like let can we protect our black women yeah can we protect that's them? the priority these, like the a lot of these young girls they just wanted a music career they just wanted mm. an r&b demo they just wanted to just see if they could get higher do you know what i mean and especially in a world where it's like it's kind of known that if you you, you like if you sleep with the certain with certain people you might get higher so for mm. all they knew they were like okay i just need to do this so then i can get my music career to then be kidnapped to mm. be locked in a house where you go to the toilet in a bucket like to be locked in r kelly's house where you can't leave the room you can't talk to any other people you have to mm. pee in a bucket you have to be chaperoned if you're leaving the place like to go to that where you're just thinking at first you're thinking like oh i'm gonna be getting somewhere because i'm gonna i'm living with r kelly so we're gonna have studio time all of this to then be basically locked up and all the parents trying to get their kids back and they were just ignored Mm. yeah it's torture and they're all mentally Mm. scarred like they're they're all in their like 40s now and they're still suffering and some of them are still young because it was still happening remember like there were girls there were girls who were like our age there were girls who were still like who were like 20 21 who were who were who were recently like when they were doing the documentary because the documentary came out it was only a couple of years ago it came Mm. out and when they at the time they were filming that they went to R. Kelly's house and there were people in there. And remember, they had that girl who came on TMZ yeah, and yeah. she had to say she say that she was okay, blah, blah, blah. Then she mm. got out of the house and saw her parents, but then she was back there again. And mm-hmm. it's like, the thing is like, as well, you need to understand the brainwashing that is going on. Like, mm. it takes, like, if you think for um, domestic abuse b- victims, it it could take 10 times until someone successfully leaves their abuser. Mm. And this is another case of that. Like looking at these girls, if they will them willingly in quotations, like willingly going back, it's, it's, they've been brainwashed. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's not that they want to be going back to the abuse, but they've been brainwashed and, you know all of a sudden they get this all this affectionate attention and it's like oh okay well he's saying this he's saying this and he's saying he's gonna change and he's saying i'll be able to record my record my demo soon so Mm. so like you know 
all they were thinking of was what they can do for their career. You know what I mean? And their children, so they're more impressionable. Their brains exactly. aren't fully developed. They're still yeah. learning. And like for some girls, this is their first interaction with yeah. someone of the opposite sex. So this yeah. is all they all they know for some of them. And like um, and as well, like one of the girls who she was protesting at his at his trial <laughs> when he was on trial. I, I shouldn't laugh. And then and then she got groomed. And she said she told them that she was twenty, but she was sixteen. And she Ugh. said, and she said like, oh yeah, the first time that I had sex with R. Kelly, I was sixteen, you know, but I'd lied about my age, kind of thing. And then it was, then she was kind of like in the house, and you know, and she was locked up, and she was like, oh, at first, like, you know, I I didn't think, you know, but then then when it was happening afterwards, now I I understand, like, you know, and it's just like. Mm. They were children and we can't be blaming victims. And yeah. this is just a classic yeah. case of like, we have to believe victims because for too long, our parents' generation weren't believing them. Yeah. And that's but, why I feel let down by them. But even so, right, if she was 20, this guy is in his 40s, 50s. So yeah. what? Like, that's still a fucking <laughs> red flag. Because okay. like, um, there was even one of his victims was like 30 like mm. mid 30s and she, but like he went after women who were impressionable he went mm. after women who didn't really hold themselves in high regard and stuff and even she was like and i think it was good that they had her on the documentary as well yeah. talking her story because a lot of people think oh well you're a grown woman so you know you shouldn't have got yourself into that but like no it doesn't matter like it's not just mm. about oh him kidnapping children if he's kidnapping women as well like he's mm. kidnapped them he's groomed them to be in her in in their house he's locked them in a room and he's made them that like they can't leave without having a chaperone he still kidnapped them and it doesn't matter yeah. how old they are because as soon as we start being like well you know kids you know they're kids and if you're grown as soon as we start doing that well then where does any of us stand <laughs> in this mm-hmm. like because grown people can be groomed as well and yeah it's just yeah i think as well we need to like we need to be in a place where we all believe one victim it shouldn't have to take like 10 women 10 girls coming forward and saying look i've been a victim of abuse um to this person like Mm -hmm. one person is enough like one one person kidnapping another person is enough for them to get a jail sentence so why yeah. does it have to take a whole documentary literally <laughs> get him locked and like up? over 72 women Fucking and hell. apparently there's more like there's even more as well and like because the when the news came out what i heard on the news was um the judges said like this is one of the worst <gasps> oh kind gosh. of organized crimes i've ever oh sideman had said said it they called it something mm. rac- racketeering racketeering yeah yeah and sex trafficking yeah and it's like they said this is one of the worst cases like they've ever seen wow ever and it's just like well yeah he's been doing it for how many years and he's no been allowed to just do it and just yeah. he's been doing it in the open and he was even mm-hmm. putting it in his music he was laughing at everyone. He was laughing at you. And this is what I mean about my parent, our parents' generation. Like, I'm sorry, this guy was has been laughing at you. Mm. And it's taken us guys to be like, hold on, hold on, no. Let's hold you f- to account. Yeah. Hold on, go in jail. We don't want to listen to your nasty music anymore. Like, and I'm sorry, this guy has bangers, but no, we don't want to listen. Mm. <laughs> we don't want to hear the bangers. 
And so like yeah, we kept hearing R. Kelly and Mykonos man. <laughs> It was yeah, very we did. Annoying. Hotel. I, I love that song as well. It's just such a shame that yeah, I love. It's I R. love Kelly. most of. I love like literally most of R. Kelly's stuff, except for Trapped in the Closet. That was a weird time. I think that just showed when he came up with Trapped in the Closet. Why was he just not cancelled then? <laughs> like, what was it? An was album? Weird. I, I, I don't. You even haven't heard to him. it? Oh no. my gosh. No. Trapped in the closet, guys. Okay, let me just do a quick rundown for Diana and everyone <laughs> who doesn't know. You Gen Z lot who don't know about Trapped <laughs> in the Closet. So basically, he had this kind of album series which came with like a series of videos. Someone mm. bought it for my mum. <laughs> and like there was just one time <laughs> when like we were getting our hair, like so my mum was doing mine and my sister's hair. So we were just all kind of getting our hair mm. done. And we thought, oh, let's just watch this, yeah. And... <laughs> in the closet it is the worst thing <laughs> I've ever oh. seen or heard in my life like this guy so he starts talking and he starts singing so it's all like obviously everything music all the way through and it's mm. rolling through like it's like a musical and <laughs> so the premise of the story <laughs> is it starts off and he's there cheating on his girl then he, then he calls home and then he's just like oh then he's now he's thinking that his woman is cheating so he's mm. and then there's also this whole saga of him i'm racing home i'm in the car and then you see him driving dude on this swerving <laughs> <laughs> and he looks ridiculous the 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 cgi is awful <laughs> it sounds like yeah. american r&b <laughs> literally awful anyway um like yeah so this is kind of like meant to be like a soap opera kind of thing and then mm. so he's racing home to the crib then he's just like then he then he's like, where's the man? And then she, his girl's like, there ain't no man here. And then and it's just back and forth bullshit. Then he's like, who's in the closet? Oh my god! He's like, and a trance in the closet. Who's in the closet? Open the closet. It's like this it sounds awful. It anyway, it sounds so, so bad. It comes to it. Then some guy came out with a gun. Then he pulls out a gun. Then something happens. Then, um, okay, I'm going to say a little person, but he said a word that was a bit more um, discriminatory. Mm. Comes out randomly. From where? From the closet, comes running out. <sighs> what? <laughs> who, who choreographed this? Him, probably. Oh, oh fucking hell. I'm sorry. Trapped in the closet. That, well, that wasn't even the first sign, of course, but I'm sorry, that was a sign of madness why mm. why why was he not arrested just for that <laughs> <laughs> it is awful the visuals are awful and he's there like being violent towards his girl because he thinks that she's cheating and he was just cheating and it just doesn't like it's just weird and then i don't understand why the little person comes running out and yeah just people just have guns and it, it was just yeah <laughs> It doesn't sound um, watchable. <laughs> it's awful. Like, literally, yeah, trapped in the closet. Like, <laughs> it's awful, awful. Like, you know, you lot missed out on something. Because, <laughs> nah, like, the way, like, <laughs> when anyone mentions trapped in the closet, it's like, yeah, R. Kelly, we don't know what was going on then. <laughs> Just, we don't know what was going on. And that was the first sign. That was that was one of the signs when the first sign. I mean, yeah, that was one of the signs. They should have arrested him. Oh yeah, when he was speeding home, like mm. um, he got stopped by a police officer and all of this stuff. And I'm mm. sure he got stopped by the police twice because I think first there were I think 
Oh, I think the police officer was the man that his girl was cheating on him with or oh something. Oh, my God. <laughs> but he didn't know. Keep him in jail and throw oh away the key. Gosh, I don't need to see or hear anything else from yeah, this man. Keep him trapped in the, trapped in the jail cell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with him. He, he can just go in the bin. Yeah. Goodbye, R. Kelly. Yeah. Goodbye, R. Kelly. Throw away the key. We don't want to see you out. You've done enough in a lifetime. Um, rotten hell. Yeah. So that's it. That's all I've got yeah. to say. <laughs> that's all I've got to say. Me too. <sighs> so, so next topic. Um, again, we'll say again. Rest in peace, Sarah Everard. Mm-hmm. The the like details of her murder are literally. I, I felt sick when I read them. I've never read anything like... Well, I have read stuff like that in my life, but, like, mm. of, of recent in London, like, it's just shocking what someone can do to another person. To oh a complete gosh. stranger as well. Um, but the Met Police have dished out some advice for women, um, which was basically... Let me get the words correct. So... Um, What did they say? So women should be more streetwise. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I've got a drink in my mouth. Like, I'm trying not to spit out. <laughs> women should be more streetwise. Um, so this was um, a conservative that police that we're not streetwise as it is? Yeah, evidently not. Um, oh. Sarah Efrard should not have submitted to being falsely arrested and handcuffed. Um, by an off-duty <laughs> officer. Um, but what if they come yeah. with violence, though? What are you meant to do? How do you how do you resist arrest when you can get arrested for resisting arrest? Yeah, like there's there's no winning, is there? Um, but yeah, so one person said that. So <laughs> I can't even find the other words. But basically, oh no, I found it. So <laughs> advice issued. Um, issued by the force basically said that women approached by a lone plainclothes police officer should demand to know why he has no colleagues with him and ask him to prove who he is okay before adding that they can shout to any passerby run into a house knock on a door wave down a bus or call 999 and how dangerous is it to be running into someone's random house and yeah, and, and how dangerous is it to call 999 when a police officer is on his own? Like, what what's going to happen? But you call, gonna... How are you meant to call 999 when you're by yourself? There's another police officer there. They're chat, chat, chatting to you. How are you meant to go to your phone to be like, call 999, oh, this guy says he's a police officer? What What yeah. do you mean? <laughs> how are you meant to just yeah, call like, 999? What are you supposed to do? Like, sorry, sir, like, give me a minute. I just need to call the police. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't understand. Um, or run to a bus. Like, am I running? How am I going to run What if run those, to a those bus? like, buses come in? Yeah. <laughs> like, and especially at night, these night buses aren't that regular, you know? No, they're not. Like, okay. Like, buses are only regular in the daytime when it's light outside. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. What, okay, so now you have to flag down buses. Um, run to someone's house. You don't know whose house this is. And question like, a police officer. Like, they're questioning you. Like, why are you out? Am I meant to be like, so why are you out? Like, are we just going to... Like, what, what, what's the point? Like, how about you don't approach random women, like, like on their I, own? I can ask you the same question, <laughs> sir. 
But now apparently the Met Police are not sending out loan officers. Well, I don't know if they ever did, but like officers now are going to be in twos at least, and everyone is going to be vetted again. But the thing is, it's like this. All of this stuff that they're saying, it doesn't. It still doesn't help, and it still doesn't stop against someone like a man. Police mm-hmm. officer or not, who want to cause violence? Like it doesn't. I know. Like it doesn't help. It like, doesn't because, like, if someone is about to attack you or arrest you, you're not going to have time to call nine nine nine. You're not going to have time to run to a house nearby, or you're not going to have time to run onto a bus. Like yes. they will attack you on site. Like you're not going to have time to faff around and get all this stuff out your bag. Like exactly. get your phone. Like you Especially will not have time. You. Like yeah. it's just like. <sighs> So yeah, everyone's saying that it's laughable, the advice, which it is. Like, it's very laughable. It's ridiculous. How can you tell people to be more streetwise? What the fuck? What does that even mean, be more streetwise? What, like, go over the Green Cross code? What does it mean? (laughs) (laughs) And they they just haven't taken, like, into consideration at all what black people will do because, like, I'm sorry. Exactly. Like, uh, call 999. I can't reach for my phone. I can't resist in any way. I can't question you back because you'll... Yeah. Black you people won't, get you stopped. Won't like that. Black people get stopped and searched like considerable amount of more than yeah. than white people. Like, and when if you you can't resist being stopped and searched, can you? No, you can't. Because, say, get off me. Know, get off me. I don't want you to search me. When they get stopped and searched, when they're trying to, when they're even bringing more stop and search powers, like I'm sorry, yeah. everything you're doing is contradicting everything because you've said you've like not that long ago a couple of months ago you were talking about giving the police more stop and search powers so how is this helping yeah it's just so cheeky and like the thing that's pissing me off a lot as well is on the news I keep seeing white women and white men saying oh like I'm gonna have to have the conversation with my children now about like um that they can't trust some police officers police are dangerous it's like do you never never fucking listen ever you don't listen and it's the same pattern again and again. It's like yeah. liberal white people are now all of a sudden waking up and they're going to go back to sleep because yes. they, they seem to forget about these things. It's just, it's so embarrassing for you to now say, oh, the police are actually quite violent. Like, you haven't caught that before. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm confused. Like, have have black people not been shouting this for how long? Um, didn't mm. even, like, George Floyd didn't even you yeah. know but you guys you guys were just shouting back oh yeah but it's only in america you know it's not or it's not happening here they were shouting back oh I, i'm like all of this is so crazy i'm gonna listen i'm gonna learn i'm gonna read i'm gonna educate myself i stand with you well you've you, none of you have done that have you no because only because now you're shocked now you're saying about oh we can't trust police officers well what did we tell you before like what mm. were we shouting about black square summer but it just shows that we were shouting on deaf ears and we knew that anyway yeah. you guys just posted your black square just to post your black square you guys it's, said you guys said you were reading and learning but really you were sleeping it's so embarrassing it's, it's so embarrassing disgusting. and so, it's just it's just coming back to again how black people black women we're not seen we're not seen as like our existence isn't seen as important Mm-hmm. as soon as like and this is and we've been saying this from the beginning like and like literally like seriously R.I.P. Sarah Everard like this is nothing against this but it's just the fact that as soon as a white woman who's deemed as desirable who's deemed as you know oh like this is a woman kind of thing mm. like that is when 
that is when feminists come out and mm. that's when now men are speaking about oh our women aren't safe that is when this question of women being safe at nighttime comes out do you yeah. know what i mean yeah whereas before that when it comes to when black people when when um oh, what was her name the black woman who was found on the beach blessing is it yeah blessing i think um mm. when blessing's body was found on the beach no one was shouting about black about women's safety at night time no. it's like no. oh well she's black there's gonna be some kind of motive or something like mm. just no it's just <clears throat> it's embarrassing it is it's disgusting but yeah i have nothing more to say about no. this horrible situation i feel no. like there's going to be a lot more police officers in the met mm-hmm. that are gonna people are gonna come out and talk about things when we've already spoke before about the statistics around um how many um people have reported domestic abuse in their household um, when their partner is a member of the police force mm-hmm. so it's like there's going to be more and more stuff coming out um when an institution is violent, mm-hmm. then they're, they're going to be, people are going to be violent at home. Yeah. And we're going to have a violent exactly. society. Exactly. So. And I'm sorry, like, Deanna showed me a video. <laughs> she sent me a video <laughs> the other week, yeah, of this police officer wrestling <laughs> with oh my God, this stop. white woman. She's like, I'm sorry, woman. like, so backup arrived, yeah. And one police officer, so one guy comes, so. Um, a policewoman comes to help the guys wrestling with the woman on the floor. And like mm-hmm. her friend wasn't really doing anything as in to attack that guy or anything. Yeah. She was just kind of, she was just there just screaming and she, was, <laughs> but she wasn't really like kind of pushing him or trying to touch him or pulling him off or anything. Mm. She was kind of staying out of it. Anyway, backup arrives. This one policeman comes running and <laughs> fly kicks this girl who was not doing anything. He's just standing there screaming, fly kicks her. And I was just like, what the fuck is this? They, they did not learn that in any type of training. That guy saw that on, on a cartoon. Yeah, that was <laughs> like, a cartoon. That was like Tom and Jerry. Literally. Like, I, that I'm guy, confused. He literally, that was like, you know when like children, when young children go to wrestle and they'll mm. pretend to fly kick. Yeah. That's what that was. But his foot actually directly hit her. And I yeah. was just like... Yeah what is it I, I was just like nah that was a violent and, yeah he and was I, I even said to Deanna I was like that was very violent like mm-hmm. why although it was like kind of funny to watch that was yeah. very violent for someone like if someone has fly kicked me out of nowhere I'll be suing <laughs> I don't give a shit I'm suing I'm suing someone what do oh, you mean on. fly kick is that in your police training I really don't think so that was not resisting that was not kind of trying to no de-escalate that's exactly. not how you de-escalate a situation <laughs> he thinks he's Captain America literally and then and then so this um jamaican was he was jamaican isn't it yeah yeah yeah. this jamaican guy was just there chatting filming the whole thing just being like oh go help your friend go help your friend and stuff like that (laughs) i don't know why my accent came out a bit nigerian but anyway he's like like, like, go help your friend and then when he came and fly kicked he was like yo yeah (laughs) and this black guy is just there watching like i'm sorry like I feel like that just showed just like the demographic 
yeah, of yeah. UK and how <laughs> and how Jamaican men like to date as well. Like <laughs> Uh, do you reckon he was dating one of them girls <laughs> no he um, can't have been to watch your girl was, get fly kicked nah, it would have been like you know have you seen Famelan and they're like what no. you want look pant what no. you want look pant <laughs> <laughs> there's this skin Famelan yeah and they're like pretending to be Jamaican <laughs> they come they come through and they've got these locks <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Type in Famalam what you were look upon, but like they come, they go through, and they're like, "Hey, do you like my girl Shirley?" And then like, oh, I've seen yeah. this. Yeah, in a park. Yeah, Is it in and a then park? Like, yeah. And then they're looking at each other like, "What you were look upon? What you were look upon? <laughs> what you were look upon?" And then they keep, they keep saying that like, "What you were look upon? What you were look upon?" They keep saying it, and then. And then, then they start doing that. They do all that beef, and then they go, "You want to swap?" And then they swap women. And the women are just these white women who are big and just like chavy looking. Just looking the way like, they like them. You know, just you the know, way Jamaican like, like them. They're wearing like the leggings and the tank top mm. that's really tight and like the greasy hair. Yeah, the greasy hair. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> women and I'm sorry it was just so funny it's just so funny but like that's I can imagine like that was yeah. the Jamaican man filming oh. and like that would and you know like how they just swapped women mm. yeah one of the one of them women I think the one who was being wrestled on the floor in the at the beginning well, that was his woman <laughs> but oh. like they don't they don't claim them in the street you know because they don't want to be involved involved <laughs> It's just so embarrassing, though. Like, I don't understand what actually happened, but the girl was wrestling the police officer. Like, yeah. the policeman, I don't know what he was trying to do. What What has she done for you I to be know. wrestling her on the floor, he was rolling like around? On top of her, yeah, like covered Fully. in dirt. I yes. don't understand. <laughs> like they were grappling. Yeah, they and were. then and then this this guy, this Donny, comes with a fly kick oh, to the other it's one, so funny. and she wasn't even doing anything. <laughs> She didn't want to get involved in the violence. Her life flashed before her eyes. Literally, no. Mine would as well, you know. Like, I was Same. Like, someone just fly kicks me from nowhere when I'm just screaming in distress. <laughs> and they just come fly kick me. And it's like, what the fuck did I do? I'm not even touching that man. He's on oh. top of my friend. On top of but him. This also, like, in, in all seriousness, this also shows that, like, white women like to prioritise where they where they basically provide the, their feminism because mm-hmm. those women were evidently working class yeah. women yeah. and they were being scruffed up by the police but we saw nothing it was a joke like it was actually yeah. comedy when it's 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 hilarious, like it's hilarious but it's actually not hilarious yeah. at all because exactly. like these like, women those, are being those attacked women, <laughs> yeah those women wouldn't even be seen as like oh they they deserve help kind yeah, of thing yeah, exactly. because they're not the desirable kind of women they look mm. like they're scruffy they look like they're chavy they look like they look like they you know I don't know go to yeah. the calf exactly or they, <laughs> they go to the calf every day they, they're probably arguing or fighting yeah. when like you would not see the police treating a middle class woman like yeah. that or someone who presents himself mm-hmm. as like a wealthy woman you wouldn't see them doing that exactly. unless she was black obviously <laughs> exactly you know stopping <laughs> who, who were they stopping um, Diane Diane Abbott 
Don Butler. No, it's Don Butler. Don Butler. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say Don Butler first. Stopping mm. Don Butler in her Jaguar. That is oh. hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, next thing. Okay. No, I will be quick on this. The Queen is fucking mad. <laughs> I feel like this monarchy needs to go. Um, Let's just stop singing the national anthem, to be honest. No one God save the it. Queen. They do. We don't they know do. the national anthem it. in this country. We are not patriotic, patriotic like that. We don't know it. Like, this goes to the point where, like, I'm pretty sure gigs is the national anthem. Like... <laughs> Yeah, but the thing is, right, we sing it at these sporting events. I don't know no, when we're going to stop. They don't even sing it, though. The boys do. Football boys. England. Yeah, they sing, they sing that first line and then no, they're like, they then they start getting rowdy. One bit. They, they, at the end, they're, those they're are the racists. They're reds, the, the veins are out, like those, they're going for it. Those are the racists. Those are the racists, those ones. But they, they kneel, so they can't be racist. <laughs> Eh? But the, what, the fans are kneeling too now? Nah, nah. That yeah. meant the players. Yeah, the players, the players. The fans are racist. The fans have showed us that they're racist. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> but we need to stop. Stop no, this. this. This monarchy, the monarchy needs to go. I'm, I'm sorry. If, so basically, <laughs> Lizzie here. Lizzie wants to fund Prince Andrew and his court case for his paedophilia, whatever, like whatever it is that he's done he's a paedophile anyway um, mm. and friend, best friend, best mates with a sex trafficker like okay and yeah. the queen wants to fund this court case get yeah, out the queen with what money Lizzie she'll Lizzie. spend millions of pounds Lizzie whose money is that <laughs> Lizzie tell money. me whose money I know your head is on it all but whose money is that who gave you that yeah. money Lizzie please who gave it to it's you actually- it's so wild. So Our she's, she's going to... She's spending millions of pounds to, privately, to privately funding... Morgan? Privately funding the Duke of York's defence case against allegations. So, yeah, to defend him. Where is Piers Morgan? Why don't I hear him shouting? He only shouts at black women. Uh, it's he written said, in he his contract. That, he said that he shouts at Prince Andrew too. And like, that guy, he pulled up the receipts. He only had two things on Prince Andrew yeah. and a million <laughs> things on Meghan Markle. I'm sorry, Piers Morgan, where are you shouting? Go on, your precious queen, your favourite Lizzie. Mm. She wants to defend, defend the paedophile's court case. She's a paedophile enabler. With your taxpayer money. This is just facts as well. It's not even opinion, is it? It's facts. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's mad. Literally. She wants to when pay all for of the defence. He's got more vim for <laughs> Meghan having an argument with her dad than what he has for a, a paedophile and a family who supports a paedophile. Like, it is It is just... Yeah. And, and as well, world. it's the whole thing how, you know when it was the vim with Meghan, like, mm. it, they were all like, oh, she's moaning because she won't get security anymore. Look, I'm sorry. They're still part of the royal family. They still have death threats on their life, and all of a sudden, all of Prince Harry has been born in this family all these years, Mm. and now his family don't get security. Yeah, sorry. You guys want turn on them? You guys want to shout? Oh, I don't want to pay for your security, but you're okay with paying for the defense of a paedophile. This paedophile is still allowed his royal titles. He can just step back. This paedophile is still allowed to be called Prince. It is crazy. Fuck off, Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> we should you call smell. you instead of calling him Prince Andrew, we should just call him Pedo Andrew instead. Yeah, we should. He doesn't deserve the title. No. And the Queen shouldn't be using our 
tax money to fund him. And so I'd rather that tax money for that defence case to go to um, the homeless. I'm sorry. Yeah, and I was like, going to say the homeless. And actually definitely. have the people of your country because the people of your country give them some rooms in that fucking palace of yours yeah mm. that you don't even stay in mm, that you're getting refurbished <laughs> for, for why yeah like give give the homeless some homes you've got plenty of rooms in that palace of yours babe sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm done with this family like it just smells like they smell more every day like yeah. I can smell it from my house I like really don't, I just don't like them I don't think they'll be lasting I don't think they'll be lasting they After... can't last when there's a paedophile in the family <laughs> like they can't <laughs> I don't think they're lasting look I really think like I'm sorry if we can get R. Kelly in jail we can get the monarchy off yeah I think it's going to happen in our lifetime. I think it's going to happen definitely in our lifetime. I think so. Because I feel like we just don't take shit. And the generation, Gen Z coming, like, these lot coming below us, they don't take, they don't take shit. Nah. Like, look at them. Nah, they're, 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 they're doing organised protests for things that they believe in and I love to and see And they're like it. 15. It's mad. Yeah. They're doing organised <laughs> protests about don't be telling us that we can't wear, was it hijab and hairstyles yeah. as well? Yeah. You know, they're doing organised protests and standing up for the things they believe in. So, nah, this monarchy is not staying. Because when these guys are our age, like, nah, they'll be getting them out. They'll be mm. like, no, fuck this shit, get out. They've got nothing to lose. Because, sorry, like, they're probably hardly ever any of them are going to get on the housing ladder. Mm. They're paying extortionate fees for their university. Mm-hmm. They're struggling to find jobs in the fields that they want to find. They're, they're and, done. Yeah, they are done. This is why they're all, they're all trying to be YouTubers. Yeah, <laughs> I'd do you know. the same. I'm not even surprised, nah. No. Yeah, look, Lizzie, Lizzie, you got to go. You got to go. Mm. Like, you're really not it's helping time. yourself. Lizzie's literally like, I don't give a shit. I know this ain't lasting that long anyway. <laughs> <laughs> literally what she's saying. She's like, I don't give a fucking shit. I'm not going to be lasting that, that much longer. Like, oh, this, the she... monarchy ain't staying here that much longer. I'm sorry, but she needs to give a shit because her grandchildren, her great-grandchildren are... are hanging around pedo andrew like you you need to you need to help your grand great grandchildren you can't have him just chilling around them but it was um it was hinted in the crown that pedo andrew is her favorite child why it was just hinted like just from like from when he was younger that andrew was her fave is he the youngest child i think so yeah they always get the special treatment they always look he looks like ancient though aren't you the youngest child <laughs> me yeah I don't get favourite treatment though I, I've got, I feel like I've got middle child syndrome but there just isn't a one below me I'm <laughs> 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 not even going to lie I feel like yeah middle child syndrome definitely that's yeah. kind of sad <laughs> oh. okay anyway enough on pedo Andrew mm. Okay, we're gonna. Should we just do this quick? Yeah, I don't really have much to say on it. Okay, cool. Like, so we saw, um, yeah, I saw kind of there was like looking at something. I need this. Instagram is down still, isn't it? Is it yeah, still? Yeah, it's not- still down. I was trying to look for it. There's no Google articles. Uh, what was the page called? <laughs> Facebook, fix up. You are down every how many seconds like <laughs> like what is your problem 
Oh gosh. Yeah, I've got things to respond to. <laughs> <laughs> we had we had things saved to talk mm. about on this podcast. Like Facebook fix up. This is why everybody fucking hates you. You go and buy up everything and now no one can contact anyone. No one can WhatsApp, <laughs> no one can Instagram, no one can Facebook and everyone just has to stay on Twitter now for entertainment right right the second and I can't do it I had to go back to iMessage like what yeah <laughs> iMessage <laughs> no you lot just Facebook fix up man and it's been a few hours now it has I, I'm getting worried that my friends are are lost in the woods or something like I, I don't I, I like keeping contact like 24-7 yeah and WhatsApp is you know all the group chats are there I know <sighs> I miss my friends <laughs> uh, anyway at least we've got Google meet yeah, mm, yeah. <laughs> cheeky plug <laughs> Google sponsor us haha <laughs> um, anyway yeah so there was um, we saw that there was like the look into getting bars and clubs to have like um, drink spike kits so basically it's like you can check if if you suspect that someone has tampered with your drink or something you could actually kind of ask at the bar and te- and like see if you can test your drink to see if it's been spiked um because obviously this is like quite a big problem um mm. and i i i actually think it's a good thing um, mm. Like I, I feel, yeah, I think it's a good thing. I think it's good to kind of have that option that if in the case you feel like, oh, maybe someone has tampered with my drink or some, or say some guy has offered to get you a drink, but then they seem to be over there a really long time or they stop halfway and stop somewhere and they seem to be there for a bit and then they come mm. to you to bring you your drink and it's kind of like, what did you do to it I don't know if you've done something I don't know you kind of thing I feel like in that case it might be I feel like it's quite quite a good idea to kind of have that there um, yeah optional yeah. but I yeah see what you mean. I just can't decide really like I feel like it is a good idea like but I don't know how often say for instance if I thought my drink was spiked I just wouldn't drink it like I, I wouldn't be mm-hmm. like oh let me do a little investigation like I feel like I just I want to enjoy my night if I feel like someone spiked my drink I'll go up to them I'll go up to the bouncer and I'll get I'll get the person but yeah like I feel like it's it puts the onus a little bit on the actual person who mm-hmm. has potentially been spiked rather than on I don't know but I feel like in the case there's something of, else that they could be doing because even in the case of you deciding you just won't drink your drink that's putting the onus on you as the person because you've decided oh you've looked at it you've seen the signs maybe the colours changed a bit or maybe you saw some bubbles in there that mm. shouldn't be there you've kind of like taken that initiative to be like I'm not drinking this drink anyway um, yeah. so I feel like that onus I feel like that is always honest anyway because just to be vigilant and stuff like that um but like with what you were saying about oh trying to get the person going to the bounce and getting that person Mm. kicked out i feel like there's more chance if you were able to kind of prove like this person has tampered with my drink Mm. and you go to the bar and you say can i have like the bartender has just made you this drink and 
because that person has bought it then you mm. think something's happened and then you can just be like to the bartender oh can I have a kit just because I think he's just done something to it to be able to do that then I feel like that could give a safe environment like if it does come back positive that it's been tampered with that that will give you the onus to be to the bartender can you like you're more in a safe environment because mm. you're with staff at that 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 same time as f- and for them to be able to call a bouncer to get that person removed and then to get mm. them kind of off the list to be able to come back in and stuff like that because you know having that test against you that's more of oh look there's proof that you did something and yeah. i'm unsafe um yeah, rather it's than true. hysterically being like did you spat my drink kind of thing mm. or you know yeah i feel like um bouncers don't really do enough as well like not gonna lie like I was out this weekend and there was um this guy like he was grabbing every single girl Mm. and like my group told him to go away probably about like 30 times like he just wasn't saying no someone got the bouncer and he was doing it to other girls at one point he was on the floor with some girl I don't know if he pushed her over or what but like her friends all helped her up Mm -hmm. and he was just so aggressive and then someone got the bouncer and they kicked him out within half an hour he was back in in the place and like the bouncers outside they were so rude that they had like so much vim for me when mm. I, we arrived like an hour late and we booked a table and they were like oh the table's gone now and uh, they were like to me oh when did you book it and I, I was like we booked it for like half ten and he he literally the guy looked at me like I'd fucking shot his nan like I, I was like what is the problem like yeah, but and if then, you booked a table, well, how can the table be gone if you've booked it? I know, like we it's paid been, for it and it was gone, and they reversed. were like, "Sorry, it's gone now." Well, how can it be? How can it be gone? I don't know. They gave it to someone else. I don't know. I don't understand because it's like if you booked and reserved a table, you booked and reserved that table for the whole night, so you are turning up. You're not not turning up. Like, isn't booking yeah. a table meaning so you can come later? turn up when you want that's what I feel I might try and get my money back actually get get your money back because they just gave it away yeah there's there's nothing on there that says that you have to arrive at half ten like I'm sorry this isn't this isn't a fucking restaurant like who wants to go to who wants to go to a club at half ten no one especially if you booked if especially if you reserved a frigging table why would you want to go there at half ten at night it's true why would you want to go there early if you booked it yeah exactly and he he just looked so angry at me and i was like what the fuck but then why are you angry at me but you can't kick someone out yeah i don't understand what why are you so angry towards me but you're Mm -hmm. not angry towards this man who's like sexually assaulting women in the Mm -hmm. club like people just piss me off like men are just so annoying yeah like i can't deal with it that's even like another thing just about that's just about that's just about people just being decent people Mm. you know because mm. like I've I've heard like some bouncers who they really do take their job seriously and they take the safety of people there seriously but then you've got mm. those who they don't give a fucking shit like yeah they don't exactly. care you know and like yeah. and then they enable men like that to take advantage of drunk mm-hmm. girls and stuff you know and it's like I've heard lots of stories with kind of like where things have been kicking off outside actually there was a time with my cousin actually and she got punched in the face outside like in front of <gasps> oh a bouncer God. and like this guy was just being mad and she got punched in the face and oh it was God. just like what the hell like like what you know what are you doing 
I hear of this kind of stuff happening so often. Mm. Like today I read something on Instagram that a woman was walking around like Trafalgar Square. I think she was walking to go and meet a friend and a group of boys walked up to her. One of them poured hot coffee on her face today. Yeah, and like she took pictures of them and stuff, but she was like burnt. Like she'd hurt herself, obviously. But she said the worst part about it was no one around stopped and asked me if I'm okay. Like, And I was hysterical and screaming and stuff. No one asked me if I was okay. And it's like... Mm. This world that we live in, people don't care. Like, Especially, we don't even help homeless people. The thing, like, yeah. People just The don't thing give is shit. about London is that crazy people might be just screaming in the street. Do you know what I mm. mean? And it's like, you yeah. look at them and it's like, mm, they, they look a bit, like, crazy. Like, they could be mm. high or something. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's what mm. that is. But, like, I'm sorry, this... But... What the fuck? She just got attacked. Like, it, there's such a lack of empathy around. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's really sad. Because it's like when you're in London, you're just conditioned to not even look at someone, not even smile at yeah. like the person that's sitting opposite you or near you. You've just got to have, like, an angry mm. face all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel as well, like, this is the thing, because if you're by yourself as well to try and help someone, because there's been times when... Like, I've kind of been walking home. Not in London, but this is more like uni times. Like, I've been walking home. And there was a time I saw this woman and she was drunk. And mm. and she was on the floor crying. And I was like, oh, should I stop? Is she okay? And I tried to... Yeah. I, I kept, like, back. And I was like, are you okay? Tried to, And I tried to ask you, are you okay? And she was just hysterical. Then And she was like, oh, I've just been hurt. And I was like, do you, do you need me to call an ambulance? Like, I was there asking all these mm. questions. Then she ran away. And, um, yeah. like, you know, and it's just like, I don't know what was wrong with her. But I kind of just, like, looked back to kind of just... I tried to ask the question, you yeah, know, stuff like that. Important. Especially when it's, like, when it's women who are by themselves, you know. Like, I tried mm-hmm. to just ask the question. But I'm, I, you still have to kind of keep back a bit because it's like you don't know you don't yeah. know if this person's crazy you don't know if like they might rob you or something because like, I'm not going to be I'm not going to pretend like women don't do that <laughs> you know yeah it's um, true I feel like if it was a man though I wouldn't stop like yeah. if it was a man crying on his own unless he looked like he was heartbroken or something if he was just screaming and like crying in a corner I wouldn't go over I'd be a bit scared I, don't, I wouldn't <laughs> go over if he's heartbroken if he's heartbroken he can go home like <laughs> What, is, no, but like, what do you does know, a broken heart have to do with anything? Why are you sitting on the true. street crying? That's go true. home and cry. Like it's true. Do go home. Go home. But like, say if someone's just had a bereavement and like they're they're sitting in a corner or I why are they sitting in the corner? Go home and do that. <laughs> <laughs> go home. It's true. It's true. Like, I don't know. I can't help you with whoever's died in your family. I don't know you, and you're outside in the cold crying about your family. Like no. I can't <laughs> I can't help you yeah I know maybe I wouldn't maybe I don't know I don't know I don't I think, I don't, before, I don't think you would I don't think you'd help a man at all I don't think I would help a man either I don't want to be sad especially if I'm no. by myself I'm yeah, not definitely. I, I, I'm not going to stop and help and and the thing is like as well this is the, another thing because I understand like with helping homeless people but I don't like it when homeless men come to me and ask me for money when they can see I'm by myself like I'm sorry mm. like I understand I, I, it, like I'm sorry that you're in this situation and I understand like the desperation in the situation mm. but why aren't you going to men and asking them for money why are you coming to women who are by themselves at night time asking for money I'm not getting out my purse at night yeah. 
when it's only you and me here like that's yeah, a dangerous situation that. like why yeah. do you think you're doing yeah. that i had someone before this was like a few years ago like i was um at birmingham new street and just mm. going to get my train home and this homeless man comes to me and is like oh uh, do you have any money just so I can go to the McDonald's, blah, 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 buy some food? And I was like, no, I don't have any cash on me. Like, oh, there's a cash point over there. I'll come with you to the cash point. I was like, are you fucking joking me? To come, come with me to the cash point? You think I want to walk with you by myself, a black woman by myself, to walk with you, a white man, mm. to walk to a cash point? Do I have any reason to have any trust in you? No, <laughs> no. Why would I want to walk with you to a fucking cash point to get out to get out you money to get McDonald's? Do I even have McDonald's money for myself? No. <laughs> so what? Like, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Especially like it's even cheeky. yeah, even with my habits, like I don't, I refuse. To, I hate buying food. I hate buying mm. food out unless I'm going to a restaurant and I've planned. That's what I'm doing. I I do not. You won't see me go out and buy lunch. I don't do it. Yeah. I refuse to yeah. do it because. I'm just very stingy about my money. I feel like it's a mm. waste of money buying food. <laughs> what? I love what? it. I love it because you snapped that. Did you see that? As if you it. saw that. I'm pissed off. What the fuck? I, can see I was just playing face. around with it. <laughs> Basically, it's one of them things, you know, um, when you, you Diana's you're doing holding your a cuticle pusher and she's just yeah, snapped off it. the end. <laughs> oh my god! And this was a nice one as well. It's sharp on the end. I was just watching her play around with it. You need to get a metal one like mine. I've got a metal one. Yeah, I need to upgrade it. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Oh my god, I'm fuming. I was I'm just fuming. watching Diana play with this, and she's been playing with it for a good hour. <sighs> <laughs> and I just saw her. Stop it! And I heard it. And I'm sorry. I just couldn't. I, I couldn't not laugh. <laughs> and she tried to keep her face like nothing happened. <laughs> yeah, I looked at you like. Mm. And I was just laughing. Wow. <laughs> oh, guys, sorry. Oh. I don't know what I'm talking about now, but um, yeah, like, <laughs> uh, can homeless men stop coming to me asking for money because? Because I get it. Most though. of the time, I'm it's by a myself. desperation thing. But yeah, no, like, but, it's like it's... but then I feel like, why are they coming to women? Clearly, we don't feel comfortable. And you're probably going to men as well. And you target women. Like, to be honest, I don't really get it so much in London. In London, it's just they come on the trains. Mm-hmm. So it's different. But it's kind yeah. of like when I would be kind of like at home, like Birmingham, stuff like that, or, or even when I was in like Leicester and stuff, like you would get homeless people and they'll come they'll come right in your face asking mm. you for money they can see that you're by yourself they can see that obviously you're a fucking student like and mm-hmm. it's just like I don't have money myself like mm-hmm. I don't you know for me to be giving you change like and I understand like obviously it's not you're in an unfortunate situation and stuff like that but like why, why yeah. are you targeting young women that's what I want yeah. to know why are you targeting people who clearly look like they're young and who are women mm. thinking that they're going to give you money like because like British people are quite generous so that like if you if you go to a group of lads they'll give you money mm. do, you, do you know what I mean like because British mm. people are quite generous like and like they like they love throwing their money at people like they love just be like mm. you are mate you know <laughs> do you know what I mean especially like I used to see like the white people at uni 
and I go on a night out, they would always be giving the homeless people money. Always. I just always mm. saw all their change. Like, they'll give them like five pound worth of coins. I always see it. I'm just like, yo, wow. Like, and I'm just <laughs> like, oh yeah, but white people are generous. Like, you know, and I just don't understand why are you t- coming to me when I'm by myself as a young black woman, I clearly look like I'm, I'm not, <laughs> I'm young. Like, mm. how do you know how I'm living? Why, why are you targeting me by myself as well? I just think they don't think. Like I don't think they it's calculated. Yeah, but men don't I just think, think they do it to everyone. Men don't think anyway. They don't they don't mm. think of those things. And uh, when people are seeming a bit scared, they're just like, Why are yeah. you scared of me? And it's just like <laughs> Because look how much taller you are than me. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Like and you're coming in my face. Like, nah, mm-hmm. it's just a bit rude. And it's just I don't like it when people kind of start acting rude to you. Because I, I will try and acknowledge homeless people because I know sometimes it's like that lack of acknowledgement which can be like really disheartening and stuff mm. like that. But like, yeah, I just, yeah. And I've tried to give people food, but like, yeah. Because there was a woman on the train one time and I had um, a Nature Valley bar and I tried to give her the, and I said, oh, I've got a Nature Valley bar. I don't have any change. But then she was like, oh, my teeth, I can't eat it. And I was like, oh, that's a, that's a good point. Sorry. Oh, shit. Like, yeah. I didn't think of that. And like, if I, like, I want to kind of like d- donate like my tampons and stuff because I don't use them. Um, yeah. I've been meaning to do this thing every year. I keep mm-hmm. saying that I'm going to do it, but there's no homeless people where I live, but there yeah. is in London. Like, but I feel when, like when I need to, to go just, to work. But it's like, it's probably better to kind of donate to the, to like the shelters and to a food banks because you can donate tampons and stuff to food banks and stuff. But what but, I wanted to do yeah. was create a whole like box of stuff, like Christmas, mm-hmm. like like kind of like a Christmas gift, like with a few nice things in there and treats, and then <clears throat> the basics like tissue, gloves, hats, yeah. uh, blanket, and things like that. But I've just never gotten around to it. I always like every year. I just mm-hmm. I'm never in London or around homeless people. But yeah, maybe but you can give something like that to a bank. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you can you can do it. You can set you can do them up and just give it to like a food bank or to enter homeless yeah. shelters because then it, and as well it's a bit safer. Like people always say, oh yeah, you know people always do these gestures and what and you think, oh yeah, I could do that. But then it's not. It's actually not safe just approaching people and giving them stuff. And a mm. lot of the time, especially when people like, sometimes they don't want it. Do you know what yeah, I mean? It's true. And at least yeah. at least in a like you give it to a bank, a food bank or a homeless shelter and stuff, at least it's like who goes there, they can mm. be like they can take what they want kind of thing. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, yeah, I, I don't know how we yeah. got into that, but from say drink spiking kits, but okay. <laughs> anyway, we're still we're definitely gonna talk about such education. are we gonna talk about sex education? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Yeah, but it's like an hour and an hour and fifteen, and we still got our Black History Month. Well, I don't have loads to say unless you've got loads to say. Yeah, I, like I, I've just got a few highlights. This is the thing because this is what I don't like when it's like because I've waited <laughs> a whole month since I watched it. Mm. Now it's like I had so much I wanted to say, and now it's just yeah, kind of like I don't. It's not as impact, you, impacted on me in my brain. I know, but do you not think that's kind of a reflection of this season? Like, no shade to the show. Like, I enjoyed it, but I don't think this season was as memorable as some of the others. No, like, I feel it like hasn't this really... season was more memorable than the other ones. 
No, I d- for I, me, I liked it. I feel like there was I, more in this season. Second season was a bit shit, and the first season was shit as well. I feel like <laughs> I feel like this season was more memorable. I don't know. There was like, random things that happened as well, like. Yeah, the most random being for me the poo, the poo. Yeah, this is like what was I don't understand the point in that. It didn't add to that guy's character at all. It didn't. Like, I'm so confused. It doesn't seem he's like not that type of guy. Yeah, I don't get it. He would have just been like, "Oh shit, my poo blocked the toilet," and he would have just kind of said something to the teacher. Yeah, he wouldn't yeah. have gone in there and thrown his poo in a sock out the window. What you do in a situation like that is you pile the toilet with tissue on top of it. Like if uh, that's what I'd do personally. Yeah, if my poo wasn't flooded. flushing, oh, well, get out the fucking toilet. Just be like, ah, it's flooded and there's poo coming up. Like pretend it's yeah, not you. Yeah, pretend it's not me. I'm like, oh, <laughs> someone did this shit in the toilet. That's yeah, what I'm like. Who fucking did that? Yeah. Which one of you was it? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> just blame it on someone else. And just blame. Yeah. It. He could have just blamed it on what? What was his name? The guy who don't like, yeah, just blame it on Adam. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. But yeah, I feel like for me, it wasn't that impactful. Like I enjoyed it and I enjoyed the characters. I enjoyed I've, Cal being a new character. I feel like um, there were more impactful themes in this one than in mm. others. But, and I feel like there was a lot of more things that I enjoyed in this one. Um, yeah, because it wasn't until the end that all the things that I didn't enjoy was happening. Because, <laughs> but like, so like, I really so the stuff that I've got is that I really enjoyed Otis and Ruby's relationship. I like, I, did as I well. liked how it kind of flourished. I like how she kind of was like first she's being queen bitch, and then it's just mm. like then she let her guard down. I just like how their relationship flourished, and yeah, Otis is too. a fucking prick. He doesn't. He doesn't deserve a ruby anyway. He doesn't deserve. He her. won't get a ruby in real life. Never. He wouldn't. Mm-mm. Nah. But like, I just feel like, yeah, Otis is a prick. Anyway, um, so I really like <laughs> that. And I obviously again new character Cal loved loved them, mm-hmm. um, and I mm-hmm. loved their relationship with Jackson. Same. Um, I think what I really liked about this episode, I liked how they brought in this whole thing like the prin- principal hope was a very good she was a very good character because i absolutely mm. hated her she was like a very yeah, good villain and good actress like what i liked about it was that it i liked how they brought in the whole school uniform act- aspect because they actually mm. touched on what a lot of british schools like like obviously it was obviously this was to the extreme but this mm. is what a lot of British schools are like. Obviously, we all wear uniform, blah, blah, blah. And which I don't necessarily think that school uniforms are a bad thing because I think mm. it does put everyone on the same playing field on the same level mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that. However, but like the way schools police uniforms and the way schools kind of try and stamp out any type of creativity, any type of individuality, mm. like, okay, yeah, you can't have any, can't have piercings, can't have your hair dyed, can't have any of this, mm. like, my school they wouldn't let you wear badges that you like yeah same like um you had to have a black coat you can't Mm. like like, down to like your school coat like you can't have a black coat type of shoes you're wearing it got to a point i got sent home for shoes because they because i was wearing i wore black converse all the way through year 10 i come to school Mm. in the same black converse in year 11 because it's like this is my final year at school i'm not fucking going out and buying more shoes my converse Mm. are fine I'll go with my black converse in year 11 and they're sending me home because they're canvas shoes. Hmm. 
and it's like hold on what about these girls because like there was a good year where like I was buying two pound pumps from Primark you remember when pumps were in everyone was wearing pumps yeah like literally yeah. I was like what about people who just want to buy two pound pumps from Primark because mm. they're cheap and they're two pound you know mm-hmm. like not everyone can afford leather shoes yeah you it's know? true and like you want to be comfortable but no and like this is the thing as well like with schools like you're like you walk around all day because you have to go from lesson to lesson carrying your heavy school bag with all your books and like we can't wear comfortable shoes and like <laughs> and you probably walk to school as well sometimes yeah, exactly walk, back from walk to the bus stop walk back from, like they saw me get off the school bus and they sent me home oh my god and it's like actually they shouldn't be sending kids home at all because yeah, at these hours, this. this is the time I'm meant to be in school. But you're mm. sending me to go by myself off the school property. And it's like, hold on. What I have, what if something happens to me then, whose responsibility am I? Because I'm meant yes, to be in dangerous. school right now. And I was mm. delivered to school by my school bus. So whose responsibility am I? Now I'm walking home. I'm walking 50 minutes home because <laughs> I don't live close to the school. That's why I get on a fucking bus. And that's so bad <laughs> that is so bad like what the fuck whose responsibility am I and mm-hmm. like really I'm sorry like no shade to my mother but my mother should like my mother should have put in me that you should not be leaving the school property when, when you're on the school property mm. don't be leaving nothing until I come and pick you up or until you're getting mm. the bus home don't be leaving the school property because I'm sorry really like I shouldn't have left the school property I should have been like no whereas like yeah they can't do anything yeah, can they they can't kick you out bring security to drag yeah, you out because like, other kids didn't go home they said mm. no but because I was like one of those kids who sticks to the rules I went back home when I shouldn't have gone back home I should have stayed at mm-hmm. school and gone to my double maths lesson which mm. I missed and then they sent. They had the audacity to send a letter out at the end of the week, being like, "Oh, thank you for cooperating with the new school uniform policy. You know, we just don't want to distract anyone's learning." How much shoes distracting from anyone's learning? They're on the fucking floor, on my feet. It's awful how much they want us to conform mm-hmm. and fit in. Like, why can we not just wear what, wear like whatever shoes we want yeah. and do our hair however we want? Like, I don't see the problem with guys having a haircut that is too short like yeah. what, remember that like it had to be a certain what do they call it like the inches you you couldn't have your hair like over uh, under a certain amount of inches or you can be bald oh really to come into school yeah well in my no. school at least no we Boys didn't have be that bald. we didn't have that like, not have a number one or whatever it is or number two really no we didn't have that we mm. had um it was more like like if if there was a boy who came in with a mohawk and he got told to cut it off kind of thing um so sad it was ugly though (laughs) (laughs) and he came in with like blonde tips on his Mm. mohawk and like that guy was that guy was also crazy but (laughs) (laughs) and obsessed with this uh, mixed race girl in my class like he was crazy Mm. anyway um yeah like and yeah he got he had to shave off and whatever and if guys some boys hair if their hair was too long they'll get told that they have to cut their hair kind of thing yeah same at my school yeah but it's just kind of like what I don't understand because like schools it really doesn't get you ready for real life because I've worn trainers since I've left school I've worn Converse Mm. I've worn trainers every single day of my life since every other Mm -hmm. workplace I've worn trainers I've never taken out my piercings like I got my piercings most of my piercings when I was at uni never taken them out I've never taken out I've got two nose piercings never taken them out for interviews mm. or anything ever 
never that's good and it's just like yeah <laughs> like you mm. don't have to do not and uh, I, yeah I just like how sex education kind of brought that in to actually show a reflection of what British schools are actually like because it is like mm. that um, what else did I just wanted to touch on I wanted to touch on Eric's dedicated episode in Nigeria because I mm. fucking loved it. This is the best episode of the whole season. I just yeah, loved being I able agree. to see um, them actually showing kind of what it is to be um, to be a Nigerian gay man and actually be in Nigeria and kind of like just showing about how how it can be like how just kind of showing the side of it like oh you kind of need to be quiet because it is a bit dangerous but then showing that mm. no there are queer queer black people there are queer Nigerians and they are living in Nigeria it is there yeah. it's not this yeah. thing that's that doesn't exist it does exist so I really liked that um, yeah his relationship with his mum's really beautiful as well yeah. like she she loves him mm-hmm. um, and he loves her it's just quite nice to watch yeah yeah and um I liked that. I liked that he that he kissed the he kissed the cute Nigerian boy. I, lo- I yeah, loved same. it. Like, I was get just like, rid of yes, Adam. black love. We love to mm. see it. Like you know, <laughs> it does exist. And what this mm-hmm. this is what I loved about this season. They really showed a lot of black love. They showed that it is possible. Mm-hmm. It shows that like oh, a group of black people can hang around and not be looked at as a gang. I love that. <laughs> you know, we've never ever like from from at least my childhood watching TV black. British TV shows never seen a group of black friends never. in a school hang out together except Waterloo Road but they're all mixed race I think like everyone but in Waterloo Road was all, mixed race they weren't all in a group together though were they they no, were all they with weren't. white people and there was yeah, they were there all any... family <laughs> oh they were just one family yeah exactly it's just the one there was I feel like there were a few families like there was twins then there was like a few brothers and sisters like there, there was a few different families but I think that most of them were mixed race I can't remember any fully black people in Waterloo Road. Maybe there was, mm. but um, yeah, I don't like think there was. I haven't, I haven't watched anything like that before, where there's a friendship of black friends who they're, mm-hmm. they're kind of different and they all get on. Well, they're, yeah, it's they're like all a diverse very different group of friends. Yeah, yeah. but it's nice um, to watch. And Jackson, I to... I'm in love with him. <laughs> yes, Jackson, I love him, and I love mm. how they are amazing. Like, mm-hmm. I wanted to just, I really wanted to touch on. And I feel like they touched on this very quickly right at the end. Um, Mm. Like they touched on binding. And I just Mm. wanted to talk about that because I feel like that's the first time I've ever seen, I've ever seen that on TV. Same. I didn't even clock what it was at first. And I was like, oh, like it makes sense. But I, I... I was shocked because I was like, "What is what's going on? I don't yeah. understand." Because like I, I kind of, so I've I've known about it like from mm. young and stuff. Because well, actually, I used to kind of research about it mm. <laughs> because I used to feel so uncomfortable with my breasts growing up. Mm. Um, I've never done it, but I did used to like look it up and I used to think about it kind of thing. Um, mm. But yeah, like when just like watching them and like they've I've never seen how, how dangerous it is to actually to bind yourself and like yeah, how you same. can actually break ribs and stuff like that and I just thought that was just and it felt like it was just an add-on at the end mm. but it was still important that they got it in and I'm mm-hmm. I'm glad that they did and I'm and I'm glad that they showed the binding vest kind of thing to actually be mm. like and even with Cal like it, the whole thing did seem like an add-on but even but like 
even so, it gave some information to a lot of people who would have who who can benefit from that. So like yeah, you know, yeah. just showing that bind invest, and then even Cal saying, yeah, like you might want to get a size too small. Don't mm. and like even just warning about don't get a size that's too small just get the size that's your size blah 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 and it's gonna be much healthier for you you won't break ribs you won't do this you know even just warning mm. against that it did really feel like an add-on i feel like yeah, yeah, i feel I like if the story wasn't so focused on otis and his fucking mother <laughs> and otis and his mom Maeve, like i feel like they, there was so much more that they could have done with it like there there was so much more to see from cal um 100 percent, and jackson and i didn't see yeah. enough of him yeah we did not see enough of jackson we didn't see enough of val this season either and like, i just loved how val how you know when her boyfriend came like yeah. it's, not, it's like it's clear like no one really believed her with her boyfriend yeah. i didn't yeah. believe her either but when her boyfriend came and he was fine i was he like was. nah and i was like yes <laughs> black women can be loved like yeah. this and they mm-hmm. can have hot like you know hot people like can desire black women and black women mm-hmm. who might be bigger and hot people can be into you know role playing yeah. games and all this medieval stuff and you know stuff just stuff like that and I just sort of loved that about this episode yeah, um, I think as well next season it will be interesting to see more of Ruby and her group of friends because they didn't really get enough time I wanted more from them than what we really got like we got so much know. Maeve what do you feel like what do you feel like is more to see from Ruby and her friends though I lo- th- there's that Asian girl in the group we don't really know much but we about saw, her we saw at her all. a bit last season we don't we don't I know, know much about I them want at a bit all. more yeah. I, do, I, I do want a bit more and the f- other friend I forgot his name but yeah, the I feel guy. like it'd be, we see snippets of stuff but I'd yeah. like to learn a bit more about him as a person not like what what we know I don't feel like we know enough okay. um, I get you but Ruby as well like I feel like there's going to be some good development with her character because at the moment she's petty. I don't know whether they're going to turn her into a good character, like a kind. No, but I feel like she is a good character. I feel like everything about her is perfect as it is because, like, the thing is, Mm. like, she just has that bitchy persona because she's the popular girl in school and she just she just does that and she she puts a guard up for a reason. And we even Mm. saw that, like, I don't know if we're going to see much more from them like in the next seasons i i truly don't think i kind of think we won't i feel but i feel like i like what i just love about ruby's character is that it was just the typical she's got a guard up but with the Mm. right person she'll bring it down kind of thing yeah like and she liked otis enough and she felt comfortable enough to invite otis to her house she'd never even had her friends over her two closest friends she'd never had them over she invited otis to her house Otis helped her with her dad. Her dad has um he has a condition. Does he have cancer, I think? I don't actually remember. Yeah. I don't remember if they said. But like he so her dad is ill, has a condition. She has to like carry him to bed sometimes, stuff like that. And like she brought Otis into her home. Otis helped helped her carry mm. carry her dad to his bed, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And that was obviously very that was ruby being very vulnerable with him mm. for when she kind of said oh like i love you for otis mm. just not to say anything back that was rude typical and otis there could have been like <laughs> there could have been 
areas where he could have tried to work it out with her and tried to speak to her because look I don't mm. see it I don't see it for him and Maeve I don't see it I think it's bullshit I think mm. I just it's boring we don't care about them yeah like, I, I literally boring. I can't stand Maeve I can't stand Maeve at all yeah, I can't I really stand her. Like her I can't stand her like She's just like, happy the whole she's like the girl boss back. feminist stuff is so boring. Like, it yes, I read boring. poetry. Like, I don't care. I was like, like sure I you really do. Don't care. Like, we don't give a shit. You only read poetry because everyone. you don't have a phone. <laughs> That's rude. I know. That's so rude. Classes. <laughs> but it's like, it's true though. She's trying to be this edgy whatever. And it's just like, mm. shut up. Yeah. Like, please Stop be talking. quiet. Like, like she looks like one of those girls who looks down on, like, you know, looks down on girls who are on Instagram Girlie. and, like, yeah. looks down on girls like, oh... And plastic surgery. You're doing... Yeah. And it's just like, <laughs> God, it's like, shut up, man. Just because you can't afford it. No. Sorry. <laughs> That's rude again. <laughs> Look, it's okay. She's a character. She's not real. Anyway. Mm. But, like, yeah, I'm tired. I don't want to see Maeve. Don't like her. Can't stand that bitch. Mm. Um, Me too. And Otis and Maeve awful we don't want to see it it doesn't give me it didn't give me any kind of butterflies i didn't care to see them kissing i didn't care to see mm. them stranded at the fucking bus station no that was that just was like waste. france was a waste of time it was like, i don't know why they went to france and the, yeah didn't do much the whole of it was a waste of time the poo in the sock a waste like mm. the only good thing <laughs> was that eric was in nigeria like yeah and that that was the best episode i've ever seen in my life um yeah and it just gives and I'm just glad that they gave that that to Eric because mm-hmm. we know a main character when we see one and mm. the thing is as well like as well I even like I like Otis together with Eric I just wanted to put this in same the way like they the, the way they've written and the way they've developed their friendship mm. to, like to the point where even like Eric will say some things like in a Nigerian accent or he'll say mm. some things and he'll be like Oh, and then when they were dancing on the stairs, and it was just yeah. like, no, yeah. I was like, I'm sorry, if you're best friends with a Nigerian boy, that's you will be doing that. You are gonna be picking <laughs> up those things, and you will be joining in. And it's just like, no, I just love their, I love their relationship together. So do I. And I that's Me just too. what I enjoyed. Those were the only moments where I enjoyed Otis, and when you mm. know when um they had the scare about his mum dying, and mm. they were sitting in front of the vending machine, and he was crying, mm-hmm. and Eric just held him like that and then when Eric was <laughs> jumping down the throat of the guy he tried to <laughs> yeah what's wrong with you <laughs> you know I just love it like it's just what I want to see yeah 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 it's just, true yeah my last thing about sex education how weird is it how much Adam looks like his dad like yes. they look they like father and son in real, in real life I don't know but oh. it's fucking scary they look their, their facial expressions their mannerisms mm. the way they do the shifty eyes the way they yeah. stand and just like I'm sorry like I must say that both of them were quite good actors like to be <sighs> Even like seeing the scenes with his dad, it was kind of boring as well. Like I didn't, I didn't care for him. <laughs> it was a bit of a corny like storyline that we've seen before. Like the older brother picks on the young brother, then finally he says, "No, leave me alone," and then walks out. Like it's very it was like childish. It was childish, and it was. I feel like it was like meant to be like an explanation to why he is the way he is. And then, but mm. then what I like because I liked see I like seeing Adam's mum. Yeah, because being... I like that she was just like, 
yeah, we had sex, but that don't mean we're getting back together. And yeah, it's kind of same. like, look, you need to leave before your son sees you because I don't want to, mm. him to be feeling any type of way. And what I just didn't like about that deadbeat father, I'm sorry, mm. he's there trying to see his wife, talk to his wife, but he did not reach out to his son once. I don't I don't understand that at all. <laughs> like why don't you it's go so and rude. why don't you go and talk to your child? That's trauma that's traumatic. Yeah. I'd be traumatized if I was Adam. Yeah. He didn't go and speak to him once. <laughs> like you 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 even slept in your house again and mm. you didn't even go like he even knew you were there because he looked out the window when you were leaving and you looked yeah. back at him and you saw him and you didn't even wave. <laughs> so rude that is a deadbeat dad literally like when men like prioritise their own life and they don't even prioritise like their children being a part of that it's crazy it's gross an ick (laughs) Mm -hmm. but um uh okay just the last thing I wanted to mention Ola and Lily's Mm. relationship like I like Ola as a character Lily was getting very annoying I know she was going through it but it was just like I'm sorry Lily's very self-centered she don't Mm. she don't deserve a girlfriend like Ola and she never asked Ola any questions ever like oh how were you there's never any informal conversation or any like she doesn't know we don't know much about Ola at all except that she's Jacob's daughter yeah and that's all we I'm know I'm sorry like I know there's lots of things about Ola like and I feel like Ola didn't get even get any chance to kind of grow in this season at all no. like, I feel like if she no. was hanging around with the black with the black kids she would but the fact yeah. that she's hanging around with Adam like she she has no chance to grow she's hanging around with Adam and Lily Lily's self-obsessed um, and doesn't mm. give a shit about what's going on with Ola. And I'm sorry, Ola has a lot more pressing things going on in her life than mm. Lily does. And then you've got Adam, who don't speak. And again, he's even like, when it's him and Ola together, he's the one who's prioritised again. And it's just mm. like, why is it that we're seeing this beautiful black woman just get pushed to the sidelines for the white yeah. people in her life to come before her. She's a sideline character at the moment. Yeah. Um, but th- there's more to her. Like, I guess we, we learned a lot about so her at the beginning. And then all of a sudden, this this season, it was like she vanished. Like, yeah. And she, she becomes someone different. She was very childish, like snapping at her dad, yeah. snapping at Otis's mum, snapping at Otis. Is, though, like, I feel like all of that was like, I feel like it was justified. Because I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, her dad, yeah. like, she has to deal with now. Her dad is having a baby with this woman. And when she knows that that woman was broke, broke her dad's heart not long ago because mm. he didn't want to get out of bed. And now it's like, and, and all of a sudden, like, I'm sorry, I don't know why they chose to live to move in together it made no sense. I'm yeah, sorry, just because, you're having, so quickly. just because you're having a baby, don't mean you need to move in together. Yeah, like you live five minutes away. Like Literally. it's not that pressing and for we, you to move in and together. And then we even having a paternity test and you moved in together. Like, sorry, what do you mean? Like you don't need to move yeah. in together. Like, I'm sorry, you 
most of the pregnancy you've done so like he can live out in their own house do you know what I mean I do think that's a bit harsh though don't you the way that harsh. she didn't tell him and Otis went to school with Ola and he didn't tell like there was no I think, communication I think it at was all harsh. I don't think it would have been Otis's place to say anything to no, Ola no it wouldn't but it's just a bit it's a bit awkward like but surely you'd feel guilty and be like mum can I say something like when, when are we gonna say anything yeah, but Otis is a prick, isn't it? He's self-centered as well. He don't give a shit. Yeah, he is. But um, <laughs> and even the way he was talking to his mother, I was like, someone slap yeah. this boy. Yeah, like everything you do um, turns bad or something like, like that. Everything you do turns to shit. What is that? Is that speaking on self-reflection? Looking at you, are you <laughs> the main thing that turns to shit, yeah. Otis? <laughs> like, oh. yeah. yeah, it's cheeky. Um, um, that was everything I wanted to talk about sex education and that was the oh. quick version <laughs> yeah um, okay guys October is Black History Month in the UK and we Ooh. wanted to actually give you some Black History inspired episodes and I know this episode has gone on for how long um, but yeah like we really got into it but yeah so we just kind of wanted to like talk about some subjects that are kind of like related to being black and British since it's Black mm-hmm. History Month in the UK in October. So um yeah, every week in October now we're gonna just come to you with an episode which is to do kind of being black black and British in the UK. Um mm-hmm. and we hope that you enjoy. So yeah. Do you want to take it away? Yeah so I was watching a YouTube video today by someone called Shan Spear and mm-hmm. um, she's a YouTuber, she's American and she's black and she was talking about um, the whole like Oreo complex where a black person who acts white in quotations um, is called an Oreo um, or a coconut or a bounty <laughs> <laughs> or any of these other little snacks. Um, little snacks. So it, she did a really interesting like, analysis of... Um, of the whole concept and she said that basically the definition of acting like an Oreo is so, uh, when a black person or I guess it could be fit into any person of colour um, or any well, dark person basically, of colour well basically because okay so Oreo and Coconut and Bounty they're more directed towards black black people whereas like mm. in the Asian culture True. they have like True. banana and stuff like that. Mm. Um, which I, didn't know I that. heard that. When did I he- first hear the term banana? It was in it was in a film. Um, mm. Like it wasn't Crazy Rich. A- it mentions it in Crazy Rich Asians, but that wasn't the first time I heard it. I heard it somewhere in a different in a different film or series before mm. that. Um, yeah. So banana is like white on the inside, yellow on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> but um wow. <laughs> yeah so it's like a concept which kind of has kind of gone around like with people of color stuff like that in different yeah. communities yeah so it's basically when someone's disregarding their heritage in an attempt to be white and this concept basically originated from when 
black kids started to go to school with white kids for the first time in our side of the world mm-hmm. um, the white kids would label the black kids who were clever and in the top sets um, and the ones that spoke like standardised English and wore um, mm-hmm. wore certain brands like even these days like say if you were to wear Hollister or Jack Wills when you were at school mm-hmm. like you'd be see instead of Instead of like I don't know like a snapback or like Tommy Hilfiger or something, you you would be seen as you're trying to be a white person and mm. you're trying to you're trying to be more white. Um, when really just because you're you've got a good education and you speak proper English doesn't mean you're trying to be white. <laughs> wait, did you say wait who did because you, you you started to say that who who was labelling them as Oreos? You started to say the white kids in their class. So white kids started labeling black kids as Oreos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Which I find that very interesting, and I'll come to it when I tell my kind of story. Mm-hmm. Go on, carry on. Yeah, it is interesting. Um, and just something else. Um, this is just like an add-on bit, but um, when black students become popular in school. Um, no, when black students are smarter in school and they move up classes, they become less popular. Mm-hmm. But when white students become more um, smart and move up sets, they become popular. Yeah, which is really strange. Like it's like when when you become more white in quotations, your popularity decreases. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so because whiteness is basically seen as the default, um, and people almost forget that being white is um oh sorry my wi-fi just went um people almost forget that being white is also a race like Mm -hmm. it's not it's it is a race along with like being black etc um white people allowed to have different hobbies and different interests and be influenced by different things and not be stereotyped um Mm -hmm. so like a white person can be into fishing they can be into ice skating they can be into baking they can be into all sorts of things but as soon as a black person strays away from being into the stereotypical black (laughs) things as soon as a black person isn't in a gang <laughs> isn't getting excluded. <laughs> isn't a rapper. Yeah. Isn't singing R and B. Yeah, isn't a runner. Any of that. Isn't isn't doing sports. You know, mm, yeah, breakdancers, sports, footballer. Like as mm. soon as black people stray from that, oh, you're white. Oh, you're an Oreo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, but white people can explore all these things. They can have mm. so many different interests and hobbies, and they're not seen as oh, you're trying to be black. You're trying. I guess some white people when when they're well, braiding their hair and everything when else, they've got you- locks <laughs> and braids and, and lip fillers to do and fake tan and BBLs. <laughs> and that's when we're gonna looking darker than Diana on the Instagram. Like- mm. Yeah, there's a lot of you guys now. <laughs> Where have you all come from? <laughs> But yeah, um, white people are given the space to do all of those types of things, explore their identity, whereas um, black people get labelled not only by white people, but by people within their own communities now mm-hmm. as an Oreo or trying to be white um, when you're not doing something that is rooted in like the racial stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another thing, um, I watched a YouTube video by Amanda Marion and she spoke about how there are studies that show that boys of colour find it easier to assimilate into white schools than girls of colour. Mm-hmm. Um, so black males can 
basically gain so social status by participating participating in athletics and um like like in hip hop music etc um but black girls aren't given the same kind of avenues to do that and like increase their social status in schools so yeah. um it's less likely that we'll be popular and less likely that we'll have um like so many groups of friends within white schools because mm-hmm. i can even vouch for that just looking around all of my like black friends that have been in white schools the guys are always popular mm-hmm. and the girls have their select friends that maybe they're not even friends with now um but yeah it's, it's interesting I like that like they studies in that sense so i've mm. got like lots of things to come back on everything that you said yeah. so to do with the popularity thing the reason why i think black black boys are more popular in kind of mm. white schools and that is because of the whole like okay black guys are seen as cool and mm. i also feel like the the fetishization because not only are black mm. boys fetishized by white girls they're also fetishized by white boys you mm. know and it's this whole thing of being bigger badder and stronger kind of thing it's this whole thing of like okay black guys are going to be stronger apparently you know this whole fetish fetish of you know Mm. black guys with big dicks this weird fetish of that as well and it's like Mm. it's like the whole kind of like oh you know let's join the strongest let's be around who's the strongest kind of thing with 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 boys it's like you team up with the strongest you don't want to be against them because you can't beat them you don't want to get beaten mm. up by them so you, instead you you join them you follow the alpha kind of thing and I yeah, feel like that's yeah. kind of what that is whereas with girls with girls the fact that we can't share makeup we can't do each other's hair mm. like I mean the black girls can do the white girls hair but the white girls can't be touching black girls hair you know yeah. <laughs> can't be doing each other's hair can't be sharing lipstick can't be sharing mm. you know probably can't be sharing clothes because our body shapes are so different you know like growing up mm. i'm probably i was probably always bigger than my my white my white friends kind mm. of thing you know can't be doing all of this and those are all the social norms that you that girls kind of go through with growing up and like mm. i remember you like over. yeah and i would never i remember i like i was always like don't share makeup that's unhygienic but with white mm. people that's what they do like well like sorry if that's a stereotype <laughs> but like you know that's just what you do <laughs> like you just share you just share whatever and it's just like for me i'm just thinking mm. ew share share some wear someone else's lip gloss no i don't want to get a cold sore you know that, that yeah, was, that was just true. kind of what i thought and um when you're not kind of doing those social norms to fit in that's where black girls are being excluded because yeah. we can't do any of that we can't get our hair done we can't you know we can't mess around with people's hair we can't just sit and like i can sit and plait the white girl's hair but they can't sit and plait my hair you know in mm. a lesson kind of thing and i feel like that's sorry sorry i feel like that's what <laughs> that is um yeah yeah so that that was just my comment on that yeah but, i um, agree too and i feel like girls just generally like they struggle i feel like guys must struggle throughout puberty a lot but like girls I've, we guys guys have a weird silent struggle like even when we watch big yeah, mouth yeah the, the way guys <laughs> struggle is different and like if we think of big mouth like the skinny nerdy nerdy small boys are the mm. ones who are going to get picked on you know unless they've yeah. got a big mouth like you know like Nick mm. did until he went into that yeah. little a summer camp then everyone picked on mm. him there whereas it's yeah. like 
a black boy who like they're gonna be like okay no no we need to be following this guy because he's black and he's gonna be strongest blah blah yeah. blah you're following around the, al- the alpha male so these white boys following them around, they're not gonna get picked on like that so I feel like that's where mm. the difference kind True. of lies yeah I think people it's, it is so all rooted in like racial stereotypes because mm-hmm. like for me for instance at school I was the first like black person that a lot of people had ever met in their life so I guess people expect me to fulfill some sort of stereotype so mm-hmm. people ask me can you sing oh let's get you in the sports teams etc my brother also being one of the first black people that people had met at school like he was pushed into sports and people when they saw him like they, they must have thought the stereotypes of people they saw on t- TV like they'd call him Jaden Smith they'd call him Karate Kid because he was the only other <laughs> yeah literally they called him Karate Kid oh your brother's and they used to call well, me Alicia it? Keys they call, Alicia yeah. Keys they call me Alicia Keys at school I cannot sing I cannot play the piano <laughs> I cannot do any of that stuff, but I was fine with it. I was like, she's pretty. But then I also got called slash sideshow Bob from. I got called sideshow Bob <laughs> at school for hair. Mm. <laughs> and like, and, it's cheeky, isn't it? And I was like, but because I, I never used to watch The Simpsons, so I was like, I don't know mm. who that is. And then like, um, basically my best friend who she was Indian, and she would laugh at it, and she would call oh me God. sideshow Bob, and then and it was kind of like actually you know like. In my head, it's like, I know that this is offensive and I'm not going to laugh with mm. you. And I just made a point. I'm not going to laugh with you because I don't watch The Simpsons for one and don't be making fun of my hair kind of thing. Mm. And I, I wouldn't laugh with her, but it wasn't something that I, I didn't say anything about it. Like, and I'm sure she kind of knows, understands probably now a bit more, especially after after yeah. Black Square. But I'm thinking after Black Square Summer, she probably understands mm. more now, like how actually calling me Sideshow Bob, that's not funny. And mm. you never saw me laugh. <laughs> you know, yeah. that kind of yeah. thing. And I and I was never, I was, I, I was insecure about my hair, you know, growing up. Mm-hmm. And because there were times like where I was, like those times... Those those days when I didn't finish doing my twists in the morning kind of thing and I would just go around with half my hair twisted and half not. Half of my ponytail <laughs> twisted and half not. And then she would come to me and be like, oh, just leave your hair out. It's nice. I was like, no, it's a mess. You know, because it's like, mm. you know, it's not in a style. It's not combed, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And uh, and she was like, no, it's not. It looks really nice. I was like, look, can't you see that my hair is frizzy? Like, it it, mm. it doesn't have the moisture. It's not, it's not how, you know, it's not nice. Yeah. So stop telling me it's nice. And, mm. you know, it was that kind of thing. Um, you know, like, yeah. But then but then on other t- occasions, you want to call me Sideshow Bob. Like, that's... Don't, yeah, don't be telling yeah. me that my it's hair's nice. nice when it's out, but you're also calling me Sideshow Bob. That's not that's not cute. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Have you ever been, felt like an Oreo or been called an Oreo so or anything? I've, like, growing up... I I didn't used to see that as an insult. <laughs> and it's like, a compliment. Do you know how bad that is though? Because like just being in a society where it's kind of like, well, I don't want to be seen as as a stereotypical black person. Like I'm mm. not loud. I ain't trying to I ain't trying to be fighting no one. You know, mm. I'm not the stereotype. So I feel like from young growing up that whole idea of being an Oreo and stuff like that, that 
that wasn't an insult because mm. it was just like, oh, that just means I'm not the stereotype of a black person, mm. which I know I'm not. Um, however, like when I was a bit older, though, when I'm getting called an Oreo by white people, so I was never really called an Oreo by black people. I was called an Oreo by white mm. people. And like I went to a school, majority white people. And yeah, so like these people who are meant to be like friends with me and whatever, they would call me an Oreo. They were like, oh, you're mm. an Oreo there. You're a bounty, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, don't don't you tell me what I am. Yeah. And, and it's, yeah. as well, it's this whole thing of like, they'll kind of turn to me and be like, oh, you think you're black. And it's just like... The cheek, like, what the audacity! Do, like, what do you mean? Like you, you don't come in my household. So, like, if I kiss my teeth, oh, you think you're black now? And it's just like, sorry, yeah. look, I've grown up kissing my teeth. I've always been kissing my teeth. So don't, don't be telling mm. me nothing about it. And um, yeah, and it's just stuff like that. And then there was like, and this was a lot of the time by this guy who. Um, he he likes to start speaking in a Jamaican accent and he's oh, like he's white there's always one he's white yeah, there's always he's one. part Italian but he's he loves to talk about how his grandparents are from Belize um mm. and I'm just like colonizers stayed at some point too um, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> Like, you know, you're, you, I don't think your grandparents were on the Windrush, babe. But, um, yeah. yeah, like, that's hilarious. <laughs> anyway, and like, so he'll go, so he'll be like, oh, yeah, my grandparents are from Belize, and then he's there speaking in a Jamaican accent. And it's just like, you're speaking in a Jamaican accent right now. Like, yeah, in a bad, you've learned that off TV. Yeah, in a bad Jamaican accent. You've learned that off Keith Lemon. Like, <laughs> Stop saying bumbleclot, please. <laughs> like, oh. I'm not fucking Jamaican. And, <laughs> and it's just like, um, yeah. So for me, it's like when, so I find it interesting that you said like the origins of Oreo have come mm. from white people as an insult. Mm -hmm. Because when white people would call me an Oreo, I would feel insulted because it's like, don't you dare mm. put me in with, with you. I'm not trying mm. to be like you. I'm just mm. being myself. So don't tell me I'm trying to be like you when I'm being myself. Mm -hmm. Like, just because I... And it's just kind of like... Because I, I did, like, everything. So I did sports. I did gymnastics. I did trampolining, mm. stuff like that. And then I did, like... Then I used to play instruments. I played saxophone, clarinet. I played keyboard. And I used to do this all through school as well. Like, I played saxophone and clarinet through school. Um, mm. I used to be in the orchestra... Um, mm -hmm. I refused to join choir. <laughs> I used to have to run away, um, and I just did trampolining instead of choir. And I just used mm. to do all of these things, and all of these things like they would think to yeah because I'm because I'm the one of, I'm like the only black person who's staying who's staying after school to do a lot of these activities. Like there's some of my black friends did, but like because I did orchestra as well as all the sports mm. clubs and I, you know, and I was in with the music and I was in sports and doing that. And it wasn't like, you know, when kind of we were at school time, doing PE wasn't cool then. So like people weren't staying mm. back to do sports clubs, you know, it's, it's not cool to do PE. Yeah. Whereas I think kind of my yeah. sister's generation, it was cool. It was cool mm. to do PE kind of thing. Mm. So like, yeah. 
you know, I'm doing all of this stuff. So there, and because I'm doing all of this stuff with, like, now I'm doing it with my Indian friend, and then also like mm. the white girls we're in a group with, and then it's like, oh well, you're trying to be white, but like my Indian friend wouldn't get called anything like that. But it's but it's because I feel like she's seen as closer to whiteness. She was seen more desirable in that sense as well. Yeah. Whereas like... She was because like her hair type was probably straight. Yeah. Um, I don't know what she looks like. Yeah. But yeah, she is closer to whiteness yeah. generally. So then it was just like... Yeah, for me kind of... Like from young at first, I thought it was a compliment. But growing up, I just didn't like it when white people were telling me, calling me that calling me an aura mm. or anything because it's like don't 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 tell me that I'm trying to be like you when I have a lot mm. more skills and a lot more talent than any of you guys come on now yeah like it's an insult <laughs> like, I'm sorry like I'm just I'm just better than you so don't don't be mm. calling me telling me that I'm trying to be like you when I'm better like I'm doing yeah. all of these things and I'm doing all the arts and stuff I'm doing art and creative and drawing stuff as well like like don't lump me, lump me in with you yeah and let's not forget as well just because you're good at music like I'm sorry black people invented most fucking genres of music this you're not trying to be white you're, you're doing things that black people have and been I, doing and I wish I knew before a bit, white people I wish I knew a bit more than that so then I, like maybe I could have enjoyed yeah. music a bit more I could have enjoyed like yeah. playing clarinet and playing saxophone a bit more like because um, mm. I just didn't know that and I didn't not that I didn't know but it was like I feel like you know the way how like the internet is now and Instagram and you can just find mm. anything now like mm-hmm. but kind of at school time because I didn't have that I didn't know how to kind of just search black clarinetists or black um, saxophonists and whatever and to actually yeah. kind of like look at what they're doing and enjoy and actually feel inspired um, mm. and I didn't have time to do that anyway you know school is like hard there's a lot I was mm. doing I was doing a lot you know like and homework <laughs> staying after school every day and I still have to go back home to do homework sure like yeah. <laughs> you know it was a lot like I feel like school was some of were some of the most stressful periods of my life I'm not even gonna lie like mm. school was the most it was the most stressful period of my life like I I I I don't even think uni was as stressful workload wise mm. I still believe school was the most um yeah but it's just like yeah yeah so yeah I've had lots Mm. of experiences being called Oreo Bounty Coconut and it's just been nice to kind of like when I went to uni and to actually find black people group of black girls who I can actually who I'm actually friends with and it just made Mm. me kind of think oh like I'm, I'm not any of those things like other yeah, other black yeah. girls do want to hang around with me and they do like me and they mm. do like to talk to me and I'm not f- and because I used to feel like I would be out of place with black people yeah I yeah. I didn't think I would fit in with black with other black people I, I really didn't like because there was a few black girls in my year and um like I felt like and I don't even think this is the case because I'm friends with um, I'm still friends with what with like one black girl from my year, and I'm I'm kind of don't even think it was the case that it was a group of black girls because there there wasn't really. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't think they were kind of together as such. Like when I think about it now, and it's just kind of like, 
at the time I didn't realise it. I thought they were kind of all together. Like there were just a mm. bunch of girls that were loud and that's white mm. and black included. And for me, it was just like, I can't hang around with them because I'm not loud and I don't want to hang around with them kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. And um, yeah, but yeah, I just, I don't even, yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah. So the thing about the Oreo, yeah, I, I don't like it and I especially don't like it if it's coming from white people and like I mm. and obviously I I am I am I obviously would be insulted if black people are calling me that but I just yeah. kind of when I feel like when black people are putting on other black people it's just like either you're ignorant for one mm, definitely or yeah. the person is probably a conservative so <laughs> true very true (laughs) the person they're talking about is either a conservative or the people who are putting it on people are ignorant um because it's the same with the you know the term coon like that's that's come (laughs) from but that's come from before oreos and stuff like that yeah before the snacks um because obviously (laughs) you know it's talking about about a raccoon which is just is that what it is? Yeah. Interesting. I didn't know that, but it yeah. makes sense. Like before you even said that, I was thinking coon, raccoon. I was trying to add it up. Yeah. So it's yeah. like quite. So it's an, an American. It's come from an American term yeah. as such, and I think that's like more historical. And that's why when yeah. white people say call black people a coon, it's it's very it's very racially aggravated and like I'd been um mm. I, I had a white person comment on one of my Instagram posts before calling me a coon. What in a serious sense or were they trying to be funny? I don't know who it was. It was just a random person <gasps> and they commented coon on my oh. on my picture and it was just a picture, it was just a selfie and I was wearing a Stranger Things jumper. Oh my god! <laughs> that's, that's These boys commented. in my school used to call each other coons, and I was just like, "What is going on with this place? What, like, like it's boys? a mess." No, white boys. They used to call each other coons. Yeah, and niggers as well. But you know, oh <laughs> that's what I had to sit around in lesson. I used to just have to sit there and listen and just think, "Wow, get me out of school, oh <laughs> get me away." They were, they, they were purposely doing it when you were in the room. They probably were to see what you'd say well some of them some of them I'd notice they'd say it and then they'd notice that I'm there and then they'd go a bit blushed they'd feel a bit embarrassed yeah so it's like you lot you you, you can't hide your racism for but long because it's going to come out do you find it interesting that white people seem to learn the word nigger before black people do yeah, I, I literally didn't know what it meant in primary school, right? Yeah. So I got called a nigger in, like, year five. Really? And, I, yeah, I, I'd only found out what it meant a few weeks before because my dad spoke to me about it. But um, when I told my group of friends, all of them, like, all of my friends were white, all of them knew what it meant. And I was like, why am I, am I so new to this? Yeah. All of you, we're, we're, like, 10 years old. Why do you all know what it means? But I, I just find it so crazy that... They know all of these things to say. Like I, I even got called the P word for like Pakistani wow. when I was in in like year four, year three by boys. And I just think, how do you not know all these words already before mm. me? And it's because their parents, yeah. their parents must say it's it because at home. they're racist in general. But yeah. it's like basically what my early memory of the word, and I didn't even. I didn't know what it was, and I couldn't have even repeated it because I didn't. I don't think I heard. 
what mm. they said properly. So I didn't like, you know, I couldn't repeat it to kind of, you know, say anything. But basically what it was, was there was a joke. And so this mixed mm. race boy was saying to my friend who was a white girl. And basically the joke is something about, it's like saying a, saying like a phrase and then if you have to then you have to drop out a letter and then say it really fast and then it says and then it mm. says something about um i think it was like you're a nigger or something oh so gosh. basically the joke was for me to be there and her to say it because like it's so horrible because when it's um, so base, and it's the mixed race boy who's getting the girl to say mm. it and then no i just remember all of these people's names as well like i remember everyone's name in primary school you know in my class but yeah, like same literally so like uh, yeah um it's trauma this, you remember traumatic <laughs> remember traumatic events anyway so yeah this mixed race boy lf <laughs> i'm gonna shout you mm. out lf anyway so um, he so he was getting um cj this girl cj she was I getting her, her name's chloe no it's not or chelsea there, but there is a mm. there is a Chloe in my um a racist no, Chloe. No, no, not a racist Chloe. My friend was called Chloe, like one of my best friends. Mm. Um, like from primary school through to secondary, and like yeah, we don't <laughs> talk now. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, CF. But Chloe is a good guess for a name. Um, mm. Not CF, CJ. So CJ now she um she's repeating what he says I'm just there being like mm. I don't what's the joke why is he only asking CJ to say mm. the joke and then like he, she she dropped all the letters and said it really fast and then she went <gasps> and I remember she gasped and put both hands in front of her mouth gasped her eyes were wide and looking at me and she was like I'm really really sorry I'm so sorry I'm so sorry and I was just kind of like in, and instead obviously you know like when you're young you don't want to go on like you didn't know what was said or you don't understand mm. so I just yeah I you just, just played along yeah I just played along being like oh okay so I should be annoyed at her so I just gave her a dead look kind of thing but I didn't know what <laughs> she said but like I know that like, but either, like from young I could cut my eyes yeah but like, so I was just yeah. cutting my eyes at them both like you know <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what was said. I didn't know what the word was. And mm. I didn't have anyone I could ask because it was like, well, this is a naughty word, so I can't say it. I think this was like year four or something. And it was like, mm. so I didn't know what the word was, so I couldn't say it. And she gasped and she was like, I'm so, so sorry. Please don't tell anyone. Please don't tell the teacher, blah, blah, blah. And I was there thinking like, what is there for me to tell? And I just said, and I just said, okay. I just said, oh, it's okay. I won't tell. You know, I just said it like that. Like, <laughs> and I didn't even know what oh. was said. And um, and it's only kind of more recent times that I kind of thought, oh, that must have been what that was. Like a mm. word that only I would be offended by. Like LF should have been a bit offended as well. But yeah, no, stupid but LF, fucking idiot. LF did it, and he was just like, ah, oh, like you know. <laughs> so, yeah. And I was just like, okay, I don't know what happened, but I'll just be annoying at both mm. of you. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> ridiculous. It's just yeah, yeah. So like, I feel like that's kind of what spurred on the thing. Like they know what these words are like from early mm. on you know and it's like I didn't know what that word was like year four how old am I then like nine 
or something like mm. I didn't know what that word I didn't I'd never heard of the word I don't know what it is and I probably didn't hear the word properly until I was in secondary school you know it's just it's so mad isn't it because like um for some reason we don't want to put this kind of stuff in children's education to teach them right and wrong about what what is acceptable mm. and a bit about history and stuff but the kids that are spewing the race racial abuse or not even abuse just racialized comments that make everyone feel different mm. like it could just be like oh you've got black skin and you'll remember that from yeah. something that a kid told you when you were a kid when you were a child like they already are learning this stuff at home because yeah. a lot of people's parents are racist yeah. and then we have to go to school and be traumatised because people just can't teach their kids correctly. Mm-hmm. So if your kids are going to be the ones spewing the hate at us, then maybe our education system should look at themselves and think, mm, something is starting. When at that, at that age of even... When kids are in reception, something needs to happen because already by then yeah. they are noticing that kids are different a different colour to them and then they're pointing that out yeah but like kids know that from when from when they're like one years old like they know this Mm. but like when they're that age they don't care because like I see like my two year old cousin in the park who makes friends every time and like the little other little boys they play with him every time all of this all the time Mm. the only time when they start the only kids who will start pointing that stuff out and start spewing hate are the ones who have been taught to spew that hate like only Mm -hmm. if they've been taught oh don't like say if they were on the playground and if my cousin was there and if their parents said to them don't play with that child those are the kids who are spewing that hate because those are the kids who have been brought Mm. up to spew that hate you know but then there's enough of them for it to happen to yeah, every black def- person. Yeah, definitely. There is enough of them. But, like, I just feel like kids, kids from a young age, they just think, okay, we're all kids, like, whatever. We look different, yeah, but we're all kids yeah. kind of thing. So, like, and the thing is, like, I don't think there's nothing you can teach kids to be like, yeah, people are different, blah, blah, blah. Because in a, in a child's mind, like, just be innocent, it's like okay you just take it on face value kind of thing and it's it's the Mm. same with like the whole thing with teaching relationships and stuff for kids like i feel like there's all this conversation about oh we need to be teaching teaching relationships to kids blah 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 from an early age so then they're exposed Mm. to it but then it's just at the same time it's like kids will understand it more than adults do because it's adults who have the prejudice and it's adults who have the problem with it whereas kids Mm. are just like okay these two are a couple and they love each other the end yeah <laughs> yeah know? it's true whereas adults are worried that all of a sudden they're going to be taught about gay sex and it's mm. just like what why does sex have to come into it like do you t- do you yeah. teach your child about heterosexual sex no so, like, <laughs> why does this have to come why are you guys so afraid of homosexual relationships and afraid of sex they're afraid of everything yeah <laughs> Ugh, yeah anyway um yeah is there anything else that you i don't know mm, just really that blackness comes in many different forms mm. and embrace your differences um is that an injected or you're just talking no okay <laughs> no i've got i've got an injected that links to it but okay. like just um yeah we're not we're not all the same we're all different yeah and um like like what you were saying earlier about being the one that might feel a bit 
left or, or the odd one out in a group of friends because you grew up around white people and stuff I feel like that's a very common experience that a lot of us probably mm-hmm. go through um even now I find it I don't find it hard being around black people at all but I find like I'm probably more um I'm more I don't even know like I just feel like I'm different mm-hmm. because well anyway like I'm mixed anyway and my mum's like massive influence on me and she's like the white parent um, and I'm very much like her like I speak quite like her and stuff so I don't speak like how black people that I'm around speak or that I, I bump into mm. speak so I always feel a little bit different but you just got to think like people like you for you and your personality mm. um, and yeah like people just like when people embrace themselves and I feel so, like if people are judging you on your blackness yeah. you don't really want to hang around with those people anyway exactly like if they think that you're not black enough to be their friend then cool then. <laughs> yeah. no, that's okay Sorry. I don't want to be friends with you anyway <laughs> exactly um, but yeah, yeah like that's all I've got to say yeah I think that that was an interesting conversation I think um, yeah yeah, and I. Me too. Yeah. I, yeah, definitely. Um, my injector is going to link towards it. Should we get onto that? Let's inject yeah, yeah. something. Go on. Uh, mine is. Um, well, this is linked to. I guess this is linked to embracing yourself and being yourself so I read it today and it really that resonated with me mm-hmm. um, it's okay to be a beginner at things you're interested in <clears throat> there is no reason to feel intimidated by people more advanced than you are because they were once in your place as well keep le- learning and growing and expanding in whatever it is that you love so that can link to anything because for instance like when I went to college I picked the most random subjects to do A-levels because I didn't think I was going to do A-levels but I picked the most random subjects and no one else was in any of my like four classes that I picked like I didn't have any consistent people that were in a few of my classes because my subjects were so different Um, and sometimes you do end up being the only um, black person in certain classes you do end up feeling like you're not you're not bringing much to the table because all the people you're learning about are like white entrepreneurs or white white specialists in the field so sometimes like you've just got to realize don't don't be intimidated mm-hmm. like you're there mm-hmm. you you bring a lot of value to every room that you're in yeah definitely yeah yeah um i feel like i like just just touching on your injective i feel like i never mm. had that issue because I, I used to be the only black person in most spaces anyway but I feel mm. like I didn't feel like I had that issue because because I was a bit nerdy anyway and my mum always had told me make sure you always have something to say so then they can't say you're not doing any work kind of thing mm. so it'd be like in yeah. every lesson I would make sure I, I at least put my hand up at some point in the lesson <laughs> <laughs> so then it's like I've answered a question I've said something and just mm. and it was always like oh keep your hand head down make sure that you're working so then no one has any problem with you um mm. but i guess that might be just have been something that obviously my mum would talk would teach me to do because like being being a black person like in a classroom when mm. it's always white people it's like you're gonna they're just gonna think you're messing about or they're just gonna say that it's you who's messing about yeah. kind of thing um yeah but yeah so i feel like in, in my case 
I've I've haven't felt like that because I think mm. I think my mum basically had brought me up to know that I was going to be the black only black person in the room and I don't think yeah, I actually like prepared you yeah and I don't think I even I didn't recognize it when I was when I was mm. younger because it would be like I used to think about it but then I'd be like oh wait no but this person is black and this person's brown and this person's this and I'm like oh so I'm not the only one and I used to think of it like in that way mm. so I feel like that and that was like my innocent mind but then my mum has also taught me oh yeah you know you're a little black girl that's that's just that's just what my mum taught me she told me that I was that I'm a little black girl <laughs> And that's like all the time. It's like remember, you're a little black girl, and it's like (laughs) right. Like what am I meant to do with that information? But it makes all the sense. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna teach Mm. my children that they're a little black girl and they're a little black boy, they're a little black person. I'm gonna teach them that, Mm. you know, because I feel like it was just something that, although it just seems so silly. It was something mm. that, like, no, I needed to be reminded of that. Like, you know, I need yeah. to be reminded of, yeah, you can do anything, but remember, kind of remember your place. Remember that your place as a little black girl, that this is what they're going to think of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I never used to understand it, but it's just weird how I just understand it now. Yeah. yeah mine was like the opposite though because I don't I don't remember hardly having any conversations like that with my parents mm. so I was always shy like I was very quiet in school I was very introverted I didn't speak unless I was spoken to mm-hmm. um so I, that I just that followed me through until like adult life and now I'm just the difficult one in meetings no I'm joking no I wouldn't say I'm difficult be difficult man sure they need some. They need, <laughs> they need some stimulation because they're clearly just sleeping mm. here. Like, <laughs> they're just sleeping. Um, yeah. Anyway, inject it. My inject it is. I wrote mine. I wrote. I thought of it this before. Um, so mine is like, be yourself. No one can be like. Oh, I had a better word, and I've. <laughs> it's gone out my head. It begins with an A. Oh yeah, be, be yourself. No one can be the authority on your blackness. Because <laughs> mm. I'm sorry, like no one can come and police your blackness. Because like yeah. you're still you're still you. Doesn't matter what you do. Doesn't matter what you're interested in. And I feel like this comes back to sex education. Like you see so many black characters who they're just unapologetically yes. being themselves, being interested in what they're interested in and their blackness isn't taken away from them like and even with mm. this is another thing sorry I'm coming back onto this program because this is why there was lots I wanted to say on it um, mm. like I just liked how the black characters they had their little moments where they'd kiss their teeth they'll have their moments where they'll be rolling their eyes and just like you know just doing black things and doing black colloquial mm. things or they'll be like aing or something or they'll be like yeah. you know yeah. and they'll just be doing things that were just very like things that I would do around my family, things that, you mm. know, and things that I was I didn't really do when I was at school. And then when I kind of was in uni and kind of coming out of my shell during uni, being around black people, I started to feel more comfortable to do that and stuff like that. And then 
it would hurt like I had like sometimes I'd get some of my friends who would be like like black friends who'd be like oh Alex thinks she's black and say stuff like that to me as well and that that Mm. is hurtful because like right now I'm actually only just coming into my shell and coming out Mm. of my shell right now to actually feel comfortable to be like this around you and not just be like this in my family home you know Mm -hmm. I'm just so used to not being like that and now I'm just getting comfortable being friends with you guys kind of thing um yeah yeah yeah. I I like that that's that's so good because even characters like Ola right she's very um she's different to the other black characters because Mm -hmm. she's not so much like overtly doing black yeah. in quotation things which I can relate to because sometimes I, I kiss my teeth sometimes I don't like so like a lot of stuff doesn't naturally just flow mm-hmm. out off of my tongue or mm-hmm. whatever but I feel like that's what I've got in common with her because she's also mixed and one of her parents well her her mum's black but her mum's dead yeah so she's kind of I guess she's distant from mm-hmm, the black culture. the black side of her culture mm-hmm. which I'm not so much because I live with my dad but like I feel like I've got quite a bit in common with her um so it's nice it is nice isn't it to just see just a different range of characters there's not any following like certain stereotypes mm-hmm. they're all doing their own things yeah and it's like they're actually characters in their own right rather than mm. their characters aren't built on the a black character yeah the characters aren't built on a stereotype even like Jackson's character I feel like we should have seen more from him because his character is mm. very interesting in the fact that he is has been raised by two lesbian mothers yeah I forget that and then the mothers come yeah. on screen I'm like oh yeah like and, amazing yeah, so, <laughs> and he's raised by his black mother and he's also got a white mother and and mm. he's close with his white mother through swimming and through sport and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's just like his like his character is just so interesting. Do you know mm. what I mean? Yeah. And I felt like oh, I'm yeah. sorry, they, there was so much more that they could have done with these stories. Because even when, you know, like he was very into Cal and then oh, I wanted to see more of yeah, that. Yeah, and then Cal had kind of said to him, Look, you understand that if we're gonna start something up you're going to be in a queer relationship because Mm. and they were saying because I am not a girl I'm non-binary I'm not a girl you, mm-hmm. you, you are, and that's something I've never thought of. Yeah. Like I've never even thought of that before. Yeah, and the fact, and they had to just explain to him that you are going to be in a queer relationship. You need to understand that, and I need to know that you understand that. You know, mm. and I just felt like that was important. There was so many important things that could have just been focused on a bit more, rather than having a fucking display. Where they're dressed up as penises and vulvas to say about why their school is how it is. I feel like yeah. I, I even think like all of that, everything they're saying was valid, but I feel like everything could have been said in a way that it wasn't <laughs> that wouldn't have caused them not to get any funding. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it could have yeah, been done in a better way. Like they could have actually just had a debate on stage and a forum on stage, and then and then Cal could have just called to be like, look. This this woman has locked me in a closet. This is kidnapped now because she's locked me. Yeah, I thought that's what that was going to happen. So I was really looking forward to them like getting up the voice notes of the head teacher playing them yeah. on stage, but they didn't end up doing that. Yeah, and, and I was just a bit like, what what was the point of that whole shitty performance? And it was just so <laughs> random, and it was just so yeah. far fetched. Like, where did they get penis costumes from? Like, it is so far fetched. Yeah, it was very, it was very far fetched. Like, it was just very like. 
This and then they were fighting her teacher yes. in the lighting room. Yes. Like they were fighting her. That was her. Just so weird. <laughs> I didn't understand why they were fighting. I didn't understand the child abuse from the head teacher when she starts beating up Cal. <laughs> she started beating up Cal and locked and locked them in the office. And I'm like, that is child yeah. abuse. You can't do that, especially not in Britain. Like there's a there's all these laws about child abuse. Like parents are scared <laughs> to touch their children now because of all these mm. all these child abuse laws and stuff. Like mm. literally, have you noticed that they've stopped? I'm sorry that I'm going on a tangent, guys. Have you noticed that they've stopped advertising Childline everywhere? Remember? Yeah. Well, I haven't seen it in a long remember, time. Remember, like when we were growing up, they were advertising Childline all the time, and I remember like kids used to threaten, "I'm going to call Childline." <laughs> Yeah, they did. I used to say that yeah. to my parents. I think they must have had to stop it. I wonder why. Most likely because they would have got a lot of hoax calls or a lot of calls where it's like mm. they're not in danger. Yeah. And also they don't care <laughs> the kids being in danger. Don't care. Yeah, we're past that. We've got other focuses. Yeah, we've got a conservative government. So <laughs> that's probably why Childline has disappeared. <laughs> Uh, but yeah that's it for us guys <laughs> we are so sorry yeah. we ra- we've ranted on for so long um, but we hope that we feel like everything we've said today is valid anyway so we hope that you enjoy this episode um, we hope that you stick to us next week so every every um, every week this month we're gonna have something to do with blackness um, as it's black history month in the UK and yeah mm-hmm. we're gonna have something a topic to do with blackness because we are black and British and we want to celebrate history in the making like we just want to mm-hmm. talk about kind of you know what we've gone through and stuff like that mm-hmm. um, but yeah thank you guys yeah. for joining us um, yeah I'm Alexandra uh, at and sorry this was injected podcast <laughs> um you can find us at injected underscore pod on instagram on twitter you can tweet us you can dm us you can get involved with injections and filters <laughs> forgot about that mm. um <laughs> which um will have a topic up for you to kind of you know um we'll have a topic up you know this week for you to (laughs) fill out our google forms because you know i came with violence last week so (laughs) Mm -hmm. you guys better be filling out our google forms sending us emails sending us dms anything just you know but we'll have a topic up for you when this episode comes out um yeah so you can also find us on tiktok uh we have one episode on youtube um yeah yeah so yeah we're injected podcast and I'm <laughs> Alexandra at A-L-X-N-D-R underscore N-I-C on Instagram I'm Deanna at D-E-A-N-N-N-A-B underscore on Instagram go and give us a follow please yeah give us a follow <laughs> give us a follow you know we look cute as well as sounding we cute our pictures are great like you're gonna be surprised when you see our beautiful faces you won't be surprised come on you guys know I'm sexy <laughs> you guys already know I can tell I can tell you anyway guys that is it for us today thank you for sticking around this long and bye bye